This episode is brought to you by the Project Manga Patreon, the best way for viewers to support the project and allow us a means to keep providing new and quality content to our subscribers. Go to patreon.com slash projectmanga and find out more about the perks we have available to patrons, including early access to all of our content and exclusive videos like behind-the-scenes footage and additional manga reviews. That's patreon.com slash projectmanga. All right, let's get into the episode. everybody welcome back to the project manga podcast where we cover sakamoto days mission yozakura family jujitsu kaisen my hero academia and one piece week to week back this week covering weekly shonen jump issue number 30 i am your host igudu Knox, and i'm mellow and as always before we get started tonight go ahead and take a look in that description box down below where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts such as twitter online communities like Discord, audio listening platforms to consume the podcast on. And if you want to support what we do directly, even more so than what you know, what you do in terms of watching already, you can find a link to our Patreon in the description box as well. And uh, check out the different tiers we have there. There's a lot of cool things there that you'll see. So check that out. And one more thing before we get started, uh, you'll notice obviously there's still not a sixth show on the roster. So keep commenting down below, you know, in the comment section, what, what show or what series rather you would like to see on the show for coverage um you know hit our twitter account up the official project manga twitter account let us know in the discord whatever avenues you want to let us know um we will receive that so just let us know keep letting us know yes anyways also like the video and subscribe to the channel for more fire weekly content if you haven't already Yay. anyways before we get started as always um we'll talk about you know what we thought of the weekend jump in general, so nuts. What'd you what'd you think of the week in general? What do you think was the strongest chapter? Yeah, it's light, obviously. We don't have any one piece for a month and we still don't have a sixth show, but I thought that the week was still potent inside of what we are covering. I think the strongest <sighs> chapter for me this week is My Hero Academia. Yeah, I think I think My Hero wow, Academia Well, I mean like Jujutsu Kaisen was the tightest chapter, but um but but My Hero Academia was like the most like impactful to me. Like it hit me mm. like the hardest just with the content involved. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, <laughs> I, I'm definitely going my hero, at least for now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mello, how about you? Hmm. You know, I, it was a toss up because I really thought that like my hero, great emotional impact. And then I thought the, uh, Sakamoto days was like a pretty close one just because it very flow like it just flowed really well yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. it, it, it it felt like a really what's the phrase like a great example of what sakamoto is like you're yeah. like hey if i had to show you what this show like if you had to show me like one chapter of what this series is about what is it yeah. and i need you yeah. to hook me on it yeah and i'd be like boom here this chapter right here just check this out yeah. gives no nothing to do with like the actual plot but like would be enough to draw you in oh yeah be like oh this is a cool series i'll start from the beginning yeah. you'll know, get a good example of like how characters interact in this in the series overall mm -hmm. with like some uh, like kind of a quid pro quo uh, yeah relationship between shin and, and natsuki and then you get a great example of 
the combat or how the combat yeah. works or at yeah. least in terms of just, no you're right it, it is a good example of, of of sakamoto days as a series for sure I, I feel like a lot of chapters in sakamoto days be like that like in a vacuum but like this one yeah. is like super strong in that way just mm -hmm. like a very sakamoto day you know yeah <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. what about you eagle yeah. um man for me it, it had to it was a toss-up honestly between like Jujutsu Kaisen, My Hero, and Yozakura Family. Honestly, only because in Yozakura Family, man, this is a big chapter, and I love that we get you know to meet a couple more of the uh, gold rank spies. And, yeah, and uh, see some of their personalities. So it was up there for me. If I had to narrow it down, honestly, let me thumb through the My Hero chapter real quick here. Like I, I if I had to narrow it down, yeah, I mean it would. It would come. It would. I would narrow it down to JJK and my hero. Unfortunately for Yozakura. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. You know. I mean, not. I mean, hey, man. Sometimes like other chapters are just that much more potent, even if you know the other chapters are still great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know, if I had to pick one between the two of those, I would honestly choose JJK. You know, just nice. because, like, again, I feel this was a great chapter that gives you mm -hmm. like, if you had to show somebody like. It, or maybe not the series overall if somebody <laughs> asked like how do the fights work in this you know yeah you could grab you could any page this from chapter, this fight yeah or this chapter yeah. just, this is a great example of like the high level of intelligence and tactical fucking you know maneuvers that you see within fights in jujutsu kaisen at least high level fights you know mm -hmm. this chapter was mm, so fucking fun so it's like someone's like, oh man, I I've wrapped, I watched all of Hunter x Hunter on Netflix. What do I do? It's like, hey, have you tried Jujutsu Kaisen? Right. It's got this kind of stuff. You like this kind of stuff. Yeah, type yeah. shit. You like this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's funny. Oh yeah. But yeah, I think um, with all that said, we might as well just kind of jump right into things, right? Let's do it. Yeah. First chapter of the night, Sakamoto Days. Sakamoto Days. Wow. Sakamoto. Wow. Stack a motor. <laughs> seventy six, chapter seventy six. Each one's mission. Yeah. And, uh, color pages bussing. Yeah, color, color page definitely bussing. We got big fucking gang vibes on the uh, on the squad here. Taro and Shin right up front. Motherfucking Heisuke in the back. And I love I that uh, they they must have read. You know, they must have been socially aware of what went down with uh, Tokyo Tokyo Revengers. And uh, oh sure, like, uh, right on the first page, the like the manji symbol on the previous page is not <laughs> the, is not is used to mark the location of Buddhist temples in Japan. It is yeah. not, mm -hmm. not even outside oh, of yeah, even outside of Tokyo Revengers. Like this is the English like localization or translation or whatever for this shit, and that's just like a completely different symbol in our like country or whatever. So they're like, oh, just in case, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. a lot of um. I feel like a lot of like official English translations like might do that if the manji symbol shows up in like any oh, series, yeah, no. just in case. Absolutely, because yeah. like it, it it really it's rough. Okay, it's like, a trip. Yeah. It's it's a trip because like the manji was supposed to be like the Buddhist compass to the soul, and it was like a symbol representative of like the inward pathing spiral that is like you know life and reincarnation and like. The idea of that life's moment is like a whirlpool and you slowly get drawn into that inevitable center mm -hmm. of like death and the universe and all that stuff and then like some shitty kid who didn't get into art school decided to be like you know what i like art i'm gonna steal that right and make everyone hate it yeah 
What a douche. <laughs> it's like asshole. a guy, and it's weird because he's like, oh yeah, Aryan supremacy. It's an Asian, it's an Asian symbol. Like, okay, the irony is yeah. palpable for me. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. I it, was gonna say, oh sorry, yeah. continue, Mel. I didn't. Know. Oh, it's actually really frustrating because like, um, like, I broke, I broke a finger in my hand, so Ooh. I can't do this. Oh shit. I can't do this, right? Oh, and wow, so for wow. a long time, when I'm counting, I'll do this, and white supremacists have taken that from me, too. Oh, right? like, no. And then, like, like I, was, I was counting off to this, like, oh, yeah, we do, like, this, this, and this. And then, like, I had one table just kind of look at me, and I was like, what? Oh, oh, it's that. And yep. No, no, yeah, you're right. I'm yep. not white, and I'm Oops. doing this to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's just like, God damn it, guys. I can't like, even say anything is a-okay anymore. Exactly. They still <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah, that's that's my main gripe. White supremacists ruin everything. They really uh, do, man. I'm not, so I'm there upset at the fact that you're doing this? I mean, like, because, like, right. you know, like, white supremacists have kind of, like, adopted that Co-opted as, like, symbols. a... Yeah, as, like, a, yeah, hey, hey, you, you Aryan it's, too, it's, bro? You on the team? I bet. <laughs> it's, it's basically, hey... Watch out for dog whistles and like the because like we we break down media right yeah. we break down media and art and sometimes people use like media or memes or anything and they can like try to hide who they want to be and broadcast who they are you know like people do that all the time with like anime Twitter and stuff yeah. and uh, yeah, so like this is like a key like a dog whistle for P for power and then a WW for white damn yeah so they just watch out for that. Yeah. Um, that's life. Yeah, for sure. But these color pages go super hard, man. The yeah. inside color page. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that, I, that one's um. I just found out about that like shit not too long ago too. But um, I definitely did not know that this was a symbol for white power. Yes. Right? Wow. It's, it, it, it's just because I have a broken fucking hand, and that's how I've counted for like ever. Yeah, and you get like weird ass <laughs> looks, but yeah, and then I'm like, yeah, huh? That's got to be like super awkward, but must be off white. <laughs> no. <laughs> you get the, you get the, you get the, oh, no, I mean, not saying that. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> no, talking, to, like, I was going to say some wild shit funny, but. Yeah, going back to, uh, to the color pages, though, um, I can't remember if we were talking about it on the show, or if I saw it on the timeline or something like that, maybe it was Axel who pointed it out the, one of the last times that he was on the show, but there's like Nakamoto a, Nakamoto gets a lot of color splashes. They do get a lot of color pages, but also, mm-hmm. like, um, the tone there's like a tonal difference in like the colors used and just like the overall like vibe of the 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 color spread specifically whenever it's focusing on like the organization members versus like focusing on like the main protagonist team like when it's shin and heisuke and you know lu and you know big sakamoto it's very colorful vibrant you know reminiscent of like you know early dragon ball color page spreads and like you know everything is all colorful and and bright and shiny but then when it's like the organization gets like a color spread it's like dark muted colors and like you know matt yeah and shit like that yeah yeah it's like the difference between like pop art and then like the sith order yeah (laughs) you know type shit yeah, no, it's it's very it's very like, uh, very like art pop yeah. color palette, and always takes like a really like painted one. Whereas mm-hmm. like the tonal shift for like the order stuff, always it makes it feel like it's coming from like a noir series. Yeah, but like more red than say like Sin City's yellow. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Ooh. Makes me think of that. Um. 
But yeah, Sakamoto days is always gonna snap on these. They're always always gonna be bangers. Like always gonna I be like it. one of the best color pages in you know that week or the month or whatever. And as like the thing that I liked the most about the color page is the fact that like there's so much detail in the uniforms themselves on yeah. Shin and Sakamoto. Yeah. Like it looks painted on. Uh, it looks painted straight up like yeah. it looks painted and then also on the bottom right hand side you can see the scuffed part of shin's pants frayed because like Ooh. you know when you're a kid and you have like pants that are just too long and they just you step the on it all drags. the time yes. the heel drags and i'm like ah oh, that is like that's such like a visual indicator of youth for me because yeah. i was like when i was because like i'll see a kid like young kids or like really tall kids right and i'm like i can't tell how old you are and i just kind of look at their pants and i'm like ah yeah you're like 14 whatever yep yeah i definitely um i definitely was a kid who had like holes in the back of the bottoms of their jeans and shit like i was always wearing like super long and baggy like way too big of clothes just in general mm -hmm. so i they definitely feel that, that was that early uh that was that early 2000s vibe yeah 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 that, that too that mid 2000s vibe yep, yep. absolutely but yeah good spot i didn't even notice the frayed like back yeah, that of is... the... yeah i didn't notice the great spot mm -hmm. there oh yeah and um, the, i like the perspective on the color on the color page too on the spread right because it's like mm -hmm. just like the upward shot of them like crouched over i think it was axel in one of our group chats that was like Hey, be, be careful with them knees, Sakamoto. Like, hey, man, you <laughs> or something like that. To get back up. Yeah, yeah, five and it's like, and it's up. like Sakamoto like ain't even like older than us, <laughs> which is like crazy somebody... to think about. He's yeah. not as old as us. He's yeah. just that looks as old as we feel some days. You right, know? <laughs> right, right, and he's still got that weight too. So like, you never know. Like the knees could still be an issue Dude, with the. I I squat down because I like. As a waiter, yeah. I talk to kids sometimes, and so I squat down to get to their level. Yeah. And like, it's great for communicating, but every time I get up, I'm just like, yeah. all right, oh, let's get shit. <laughs> Okay, the joints are jointing. All right. I squat down a lot at work as Where's well. Where's my fish oil capsules? <laughs> but I use it more so as a like a, a subconscious body language talk, talking technique. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To like mm -hmm. lower myself and make them feel more powerful within the situation. Oh, okay. As I'm trying to make them send more money. I am above you. Here's a tip, peasant. Yo. No, seriously. It makes You see this down here? You're going to have to spend about $500 more. Well, since you're below me, I guess I can spare it. I'm looking down at you, so I feel like I'm in control of the situation. No, it's absolutely that. Because, like, like, um... If I can get a kid to like not be shy and actually like tell me their order, parents love me for that. And I'm just like, great, love that. <laughs> I did very little. I just made myself shorter. That's all I did. Yeah. Yeah. I go in there, schmooze up their pet, man. I get down but on I my like knees. But I like the the whole like uh, high school mixtape <laughs> vibes. This does this, have does a kind like of mixtapey cover vibe. Yeah, high school delinquents mixtape type. Sakamoto, Sakamoto days dropping slides. Scenes. Yo, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Detention in hell. Assassins in airplanes. Top that. Sakabito days dropping soon, you know. I'm screaming. <laughs> you know, but F I love uh, I love that getting into the chapter, I yeah. guess. You know, we spent we spent a long time kind of bullshitting going around yeah. in circles about the color spread and, <laughs> yeah. and shit. But anyways, getting into the chapter. 
Um, I love the fact that Natsuki like literally made a hood that blocks electromagnetic waves so that Shin could no longer read his mind. Oh yeah. Um, definitely shows that Shin, you know, left a potent enough impact on him. Oh yeah. Interactions. Yeah, he's like, hold on, I gotta he, stop he, this next time. He went out of his way to develop tech to counter him. Love to see this kind of like yeah. innovation within, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. the tech, you know, that shows Shin's ability isn't always gonna be so potent in every situation. Yeah, he 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 did the magneto tactic. He said, Charles, I'm sick of this. Got Charles <laughs> got the helmet. Going. It. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you're not reading my thoughts no more. No more, my yeah. I really appreciate that he really didn't take that standing down. He's like, oh, because he's such a cautious person, right? Like, when they were abducting Lu Xiaotong because they thought it was Shin, he was like, hey, we got to double check. That doesn't seem like Shin. You sure it's Shin? We need to double check. And he seems like a very cautious, very thorough person. And I really appreciate that in Assassin because, like, even though as, like, as over-the-top, high-octane action this series is, I feel like... um Oh, God, there was a different series. It talked about, like, assassination is about making that one perfect chance. The Fable. The Fable? Maybe. Yeah, The Fable. Uh, or maybe it's not The Fable, but I guess what you just said reminded me of The Fable. I guess I'm not thinking of, like, a From specific... From Saga? Um, no, The Fable... Uh, oh, damn. Uh, yeah, that, that is also in Saga, but The Fable is a, is a seinen manga about, like, the world's best assassin. Um, nice. we, yeah, we, we did like a, we did like a little review for it, like way, way back in the day on the channel for like a tie-in episode. It was me, Kiko and Nickums and, and, uh, we, I chose uh, to do like the fable volume one or whatever. And there's like a really big like thing about exactly what you're talking about in like the fable, just like as a concept. But I don't, I don't think the fable is what you were trying to, to think of now that I think about it, but, but yeah. I like how we get confirmation um, that this dude is Mafuyu's brother in this chapter. Yes. Right? That was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, he just came in Indication. all right. Said it. Yeah, you know, Yato was, I think, saying in the Twitch chat, he's like, "Oh, I'm surprised he just came right out and said it early." But I was like, you know, we had the last name confirmation last chapter. You and Mello were speculating that, uh, you know, because of that, they could be brothers. And I, and yeah. I do kind of like that. Uh, that the author, you know, I slips my mind. Suzuki. I like yeah. that you took you know, Suzuki just kind of got that right out of the way, you know. Yeah. Not, I mean, we're not going to waste time it. thinking, you know, oh, yeah. could they be brothers? Like, they have the same last name. We'll just get it right out of the way. He's yeah. going to come right out and say it. And it's organic, I mean, too. It's like, eyes. yeah, it makes sense. It, like, it's not just like, here you go, because you've been thinking about it. It's like it actually came out, like, naturally in conversation. So, yep. Yeah, that's always good. And I do uh, I do really love the the sort of quid pro quo. You know, like I said, when Mello was talking about his favorite chapter of yeah. the week, yeah. you know, we get we get this quid pro quo type of relationship that develops between them because of Natsuki's hood, where they actually have to kind of scratch one another's backs instead of it being like a one-sided power dynamic because of, you know, Shin being able to read people's minds. Right. Um, definitely can't wait to see more of Shin and Natsuki together during this, like, JCC arc, kind of just moving around, subterfuge, yeah. talking shit. Yeah, it's a cool I little, like, like so far. I like them too, and it's a cool, it's a cool duo. Shin always be just getting, like, really cool dynamics with, like, you know, being paired with, like, one other character, whether it's him and Sakamoto or him and, mm -hmm. and Kaiji or, or him and Mafuyu mm -hmm. or him and Natsuki. He always just seems to kind of, like, click in, in some kind of way with whoever he's teaming up with, whether it's, like, you know, um, an amicable, you know, kind of uh, union or even if it's, like, a shit-talking, like, back-and-forth kind of, like, good cop, bad cop, buddy cop kind of, like, situation. Like, 
either way, yeah. the dynamic is just it just slaps every time when whoever he's paired with. Maybe that's just because he's just that good of a character. But shit, he he got on some Luffy shit this time. Like he yeah. just got stumbled into a situation where somebody was trying to beat somebody's ass and fucking whoop their ass and now all of a sudden it's like in a weird relationship with him. Like, well, you're strong. I'm gonna roll with you. He stopped fucking buddy in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. That I think it's interesting how Mafuyu, like not Mafuyu, Siba. Elder Siba. Mm-hmm. Um the way he like hears just a little bit of like Shin talking to himself and then uses that to like I don't know, commit information warfare a little bit. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get... You fucked me up a little bit. I'm going to get a free lunch. You you made me... I'm going to stick yeah. it to you. That's yeah. funny as fuck. I'm going to angle this. Yeah, and this and lunch... As, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, no, I was just going to say, as long as we're talking about the lunchroom scene, man, this is like just another great fucking, I guess, example of how fucking brutal this this jcc environment yeah it's so fitting it's survival of the fittest bro. yeah I mean, you ain't even about to be eating good if you're not cold bro like you're yeah. eating literal scraps if you're a scrub bro. yeah what's up what's on the what's the ingredients for this jcc bowl brown, brown rice army rations question mark vegetable is... scraps of the day i'm screaming yeah it's it's terrible like army rations, like that not being like elaborated on at all is just like hilarious to me it's like is well, that the guys are like yeah. You guys are like, oh, I haven't had meat in months, so it's like it's not meat in the rations. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, is there any protein in that? Because Buddy well, says, well, if you look like, at the Vegeta powder, no. If you look at the veggies, like, there's a decent portion of a carrot in here. Like, there's some rice, there's some like lettuce or cabbage. That or ain't whatever. good. Yeah, but that them it's carrots, them carrots bad, look, them carrots look kind of fuzzy. I'm not gonna hold you. It no, looks like they look like they dropped them like carrots on the floor actual... or something. Looks like there's actual hair in it. Yeah, like, like that's the fucking like, cubes in this shit, veggies. bro. I'd be pissed. All right, they bean sprouts. Fuck it. All right, cool. I'm still not eating that shit. Turnips, yeah. I are mean, have hairy? you had are an they... MRE? It's not good. They, they it can be, good. like, bean sprouts can be, like, stringy. It might not necessarily oh. be hair. It can just be, like, stringy, you know, Yeah, or, like, plant turnips stuff. or icons. Like, they yeah. just give you chucked fucking corn husk yeah vegetable scraps of the day could be corn husks i'm not no. even gonna hey, lie man. like i'm exactly. swinging on somebody if you put corn husks in my bowl bro like i'm hey, sorry man. i know Stay i joined better. this of my own volition but like y'all Stay handed better. this to me i have to steal off you oh yeah you're right you're right you gotta go <laughs> Or nah, nah, you get the ticket and then you go to the lunch lady or some shit and they give it to you. Either way, it's like I'm sorry. Steal off the machine like, why? Why? But no, that's cool. So like, wait a minute. So you have a gun and then, but it's not a real gun. You're not like actually shooting this thing with a bullet. It's more like a fucking like laser tag gun or whatever. And you just have to like hit the, you have to just like have good aim. And okay, so JCC bowl is gigantic and then everything else is tiny. So like, why... I feel like even if you're not good with a gun, you just avoid the biggest targets and just like what if you miss once you don't eat anything or what? Because it's like how do you accidentally hit one of these things? Because it's the 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 most minute like change in your you know wrist positioning or anything like that can can drastically change the pathing of the bullet and like that's why they say you're not supposed to pull the trigger; you're supposed to squeeze it because even even just that hand movement 
will can drastically change yeah, the trajectory. Alter the pathing of the bullet. So yeah, shooting a gun is a lot harder than most people, you know, want to kind of acknowledge. You know, sure. It's, it's it it is actually very hard. So okay. You yeah, know, no, I've uh, never uh, shot a gun. I, I wouldn't know. Uh, yeah. If you go for the higher caliber ones, um, I've, you I've just, shot like, a lot. If, for like yeah. the handguns, if you go for like the higher calibers, like the Desert Eagles or anything like that, if you don't keep your wrist straight, you'll fucking crack bones inside your wrist because oh. it's just high caliber and it's it's going out of a lot of force. Like you want yeah. to have like proper, you want yeah. to hold it like this and have support because otherwise, like his guns will go like this or jerk or jerk down or to the side and like people have like straight up broken like multiple bones in their wrists. Yeah. I could see that. Gun, fucking around, if you're watching, shooting like, a 50 cal. Stampede, and you're like, I want to yeah. be like him. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No. If you're shooting a, a desert Eagle or a, even a 44 Magnum, like those are big ass guns. And like Melo said, if you're not holding them correctly, you can, you know, break bones in your wrist. Or if you're not like holding them firmly enough, they'll fucking whack, kick mm. back and hit oh, you yeah. right in your shit. If you don't keep your like elbow, like, too uh loose it'll like because the whole recoil the energy will like shove up your arm and this thing's gonna give first you're gonna like smack yourself right in the face yeah i've definitely seen videos of like people shooting guns and the recoil be beating their ass i'd be like damn yeah even with higher power like shoulder shoulder guns like you know 12 gauge if you're too mm -hmm. small for a 12 gauge that's a powerful ass shotgun that bitch will fucking put you on your ass or even like a rifle yourself Funnily enough, like if you're holding a rifle, like if you have your eye too close to the scope, it'll fucking kick back and <laughs> boom, oh, right in your shit. Give black, you a black eye. eye. Yeah, <laughs> ouch. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shooting guns, man, is is yeah, it's diff it, it's, it's it some does shit. take some skill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so uh Elder Saba is uh right, he's the older brother Natsuki. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, yeah. yeah, reiterating that like yeah, I've heard that this base is somewhere in this place, but I don't know for sure. And it's like, okay, so like everybody's pretty positive that it's in one of these couple of locations, but like nobody knows for sure. So that makes me think that like we're going to get to like these locations and like something is just going to be like way different than like what people were expecting about getting this information from the location they think it's in. Because it's like if all of these people you know, think they have an idea of, like, where it is, and then we finally get, you know, but then they, but then they're not entirely positive. It's like, can we be even, you know, sure that when we actually find this information that it's going to give us even what we want? You know what I mean? Like, people seem to be, like, very, like, vague, you know, with, like, what this information even is or where it is. So it's like, I feel like we're all, like, building towards this, like, let's find the room and get the stuff. But, and obviously there's probably going to be some kind of like conflict like standing in the way once you even find the room to get the information but it's just like making me feel like uneasy about like even locating it you know what i mean like even if we do find it like what does it even mean for real and it's like plus we know that slur and them are like coming to destroy that stuff so it's like do they definitely know where it is you know what I mean? Like, how do they definitely, like, will they be able to just, like, find it easily because they're the antagonists? Or, like, are they going to have as much difficulty as the protagonists seem to be having? I guess is the question that I have. Because it's like, is this just going to be, like, a battle royale in this fucking, like, complex? Or, like, this, this, um, this building or wherever the, wherever they are? Like, is it just going to be, like, a crazy free-for-all, like, for the room, like, once both parties locate it? 
It's just like making me like think oh, yeah. so many things about like what's going to happen when we actually locate this information. <laughs> I I hope it's it's gonna be a thing where they finally like reach the main point, the main objective. They do like a brief skirmish and then realize they're not there, the other team isn't there to retrieve information, but to destroy the information, and then it becomes like a defensive game, and like, trying to protect a stationary object from being destroyed from people as deadly as like, the slur organization? Yeah. Yeah, pretty difficult, so I want to see something like that. It, I feel like it'll uh, give me some like, deadly class sort of vibes. Ooh, nice. If, if it devolves into like, a melee, you know? I'm just thinking of all kinds of crazy shit where it's like, the melee that we're talking about right now, and then like, both sides have like, pinpointed the area where the information is, and they're fighting for it, and then we find out that the information isn't there in the form that like people automatically assume like it's not a document or like a piece of paper or like a file on a computer but it's somebody who just knows or something you know what i mean like they That'd just like wild, yeah. yeah like somebody's just got like the I kind of that. like, like br- it's a little old lady yeah somewhere that just knows yeah oh, man, yeah what if it's uh what if they do a full metal alchemist and hide it inside like recipes and that the whole database is underneath the cafeteria? Oh my god, that'd be so funny. And like because like you you have lunch lady staff and people yeah. usually don't pay attention to the people that, you know, keep everything running. Right. Especially at like institutions like that. It's a public place, it's hard to like sneak into mm-hmm. because it's wide open, not a lot of open areas, and then there's always people and then the people that would do maintenance on like the servers or anything, you know, they could, it, they could just be like, oh yeah, we're we're lunch ladies, lunch lads, or whatever, yeah, and like doing our thing. Right. Yeah. It could like I'm I'm just expecting it to just like be completely like subversive at every step of mm-hmm. the of the situation. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think of like what that could mean for a story like Sakamoto Days that leans into comedy pretty heavily, and I just think mm-hmm. that it would be funny and cool. If they're like, where's the document? Where's the manila envelope? Where's the, the file on the computer? And then you just, like, see, like, some, like, old dude, like, I got it all up here, young whippersnapper, or, you know, or something like that, you know? Or, I don't even know how it would work out or whatever. You'd have yeah. to have, like, a crazy-ass brain for that. But, like, you I never know. That yeah, you got motherfuckers no, that can read that. minds in this shit. Like, you never know, like, what yeah. Uto Suzuki got will do for you. Unforgettable in this bitch. Yeah, unforgettable type shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could definitely see that happening, but, uh... Yeah. I guess I get moving on further into the chapter, I suppose, past yeah. the lunchroom scene. Um, yeah. Back to Sakamoto, back to Lady like Moto. Other, oh, yeah, oh. Feels like these other staff are kind of putting Sakamoto through like a sort of a, a hazing process, which, yeah. while it's hilarious, it also feels kind of fucked up because it feels like they're doing it because he's a woman as far as they know. Yeah, like we had the we had the other dude last chapter like talking shit. Yeah, you know, on some misogynist shit, and then we also had I don't know. It just feels like even this old fuck is like, eh, 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 let's send you to the let's send you to the dorm with the delinquents to get your ass beat. Like, yeah, <laughs> what? Let's give you all yeah. the scut work. Yeah, yeah, and then like I was looking at it on page thirteen, and they're like, "Who's that woman? Is she new? Probably came to give us another lecture. We'll just have to teach her the rules around this dorm." And I was like, "Is this more?" sexism and i was like "Ah, i don't really feel it as much in this scene as i did with the guy who literally says women have no place in this organization i just felt it as like they just like you know or just like fuck faculty come in here try to try to tell us how to do shit and just like assuming that they're gonna he's that 
you know, Sakamoto's gonna, like, lecture them, and they just, like, would fuck up anybody who was coming in to try to do this, well, maybe? I, mean, I, I didn't really feel the, the sexism that, as hard in this scene, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I also think that we're thinking about it because we know that there are institutions that do act like that, and, like, having that one guy being, like, the, the, the gun is, an, is no place for a woman, whatever that Yeah, yeah whatever he yeah. says. Uh, like, that the sets the tone for the <laughs> rest of it, and, like, yeah. if we literally just, like, swap out male and female for Sakamoto and replay that scene, we'd be like, we just see people being, like, macho and petty. Okay, mm -hmm. cool, but then if you make it a woman, it's like, well, is it sexism? I was like, you're being shitty either way. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, this old dude probably is, like, Eagle, you're probably he right. Just... You're, you're probably right about this old guy, right? Because it's like, the old guy is, like, knowingly sending Sakamoto to this place where we can be, we can pretty safely assume that he knows that they'll you know, be shitty to him. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, at least maybe there he's probably on some fuck shit like that, but the delinquents that are actually in here seem like they just, like, hate the establishment and are just like, teachers, no, yeah. go away, no matter who y'all are. I wasn't talking about the yeah. students at all. Yeah, I yeah. Saying, I was yeah, talking yeah. strictly about just the staff and then these, this old fuck. Yeah, this old guy. I yeah. mean, yeah, especially places like that where, like, people are there for a long time. They'll always kind of heap on the bullshit to newbies because they don't know that it's not really part of their job, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know if we... New people's ignorance. Yeah. And I don't know if we talked about this on the show or, like, I feel like my time on Twitter and time on the show are, like, starting to, like, blend together to a certain degree, but, like, I feel like Sakamoto is emoting, like, a lot more in this lady body than he ever has, either in his big form or his skinny form. Like, his facial expressions are very you know um all, like it's a wide spectrum like yeah. <laughs> he looks a lot more surprised when there's like something to be surprised about like he's been a lot more like pissed and like irritated facial expressions coming from sakamoto in this form mm -hmm. like when he's in big sakamoto form he has one facial expression when he's in skinny sakamoto form he kind of really only has one facial expression but then when he's like lady sakamoto he's like emoting like crazy and that's just like i mean that's yeah. the power of the mask man yeah like... for real but it's like, would he, is he always like this emotive and it just doesn't show when he's in any of his two regular forms or like, is just, uh, I, yeah, the mustache just blocks it all out. Yeah. Maybe the mustache block and like the reflection on the glasses. Yeah, sure. But like, you don't get know. that. You don't get that when he's in skinny form. Like you see his eyes in skinny form and he doesn't have a mustache in skinny form, but he still is just like very stoic at like all times and like straight faced or like just looks like tired or something or like that's because that's up. when he was back all about the business you know what i'm saying yeah but he's been skinny form since he quit the business too like he's been skinny form in this story like a couple of times yeah. when he needs to be and he just like doesn't yeah. doesn't emote like that but but at I don't the know. same time those are usually times of like duress where he's like oh i need yeah. to like give it my all yeah yeah that's like, true too the yeah, these are a lot more comedic oh, moments. Stock. I need to like yeah. sit forward. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, mm -hmm. but like I love and like you were talking about how the kids were like very anti-establishment. I mean, look at their dorm. It yeah. is just like a slur like recruiting ground. Right, there. they're like slur <laughs> worshippers. Like we want to be like that guy when we get older. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> Like fan they club no for slur. Like. Yeah, they don't yeah. even know who this man is. Like, this is a crazy assassin that's shaking the streets up. He's got to be tight. Yeah. He's got to be tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the combat scene with Sakamoto and the delinquents, though, was definitely fucking hilarious as shit. But it's cool. It was, it was so, all... like, tight and funny. Like, perfect yeah, balance. Also, yeah. I was just going to say, it was mm -hmm. also badass as shit at the same time. Mm -hmm. So far, mm -hmm. so, so far, so par for the course. 
right for sakamoto days and uh these kids are just like they got to be like yo there's this lady's fucking whooping our ass with fucking chopsticks and coat hangers <laughs> the fuck we supposed to do man yeah Shit. Yeah, and, no, uh, yeah, so just good. I always love that comedy within the you know within the combat in Sakamoto days, man. Yeah, it's such a such a good you know element by Yuto Suzuki. Man. Yeah, and like we were talking, we talked about it, uh, you know, about how the choreography in um, Sakamoto days is so crazy, but it's also you know because of the environmental like usage of like the fighters involved. You know what I mean? Like Sakamoto can literally grab anything around him. And turn it into a weapon, obviously. And I feel yeah. like all high tier, you know, assassins are able to, or should be able to do something like that. So, like, that's just like a cool, like, thing, like, about the series, like, yeah. in general. But like the way Sakamoto does it, it's just like, holy shit, this really is the tightest yeah. dude in the whole show. And it's like they grab the fucking like boiling hot water, try to splash it I in his that. face, and he grabs the cup noodle, catches it. it with the cup. Yeah, bro, it goes all so wrong, in the bro. cup, dude. And I the way he's fucking. Yeah. just like crouches down and yeah. with the fucking drawer in this dude's ribs okay no yeah that's reading. my favorite part of the whole shit on page 19 that. when they're coming at him and he's like huh oh all right back boom opens the drawer to hit him in the side then the next dude comes and he stuffs Yo. him in the fucking drawer and kicks it closed i was like yeah. bro this is like jackie this is how jackie chan fights in movies Straight but down. like dialed up see... to a million yeah and you see on the next page too after the drawer hits him in the ribs this dude is on the he's just on the ground like <laughs> yeah. he's out of y'all like when i was reading it i was like yo that would fucking kill bro. yeah and on yeah. the next page he's just slumped he's out of there he yeah. can't he's nice I'm, like, I'm good good luck you guys i'm, I'm done, done bro yeah. i'm done yeah I, I like six that shattered damage. ribs yeah i like how all of that damage they took out what one two three four five six six or so people in under a minute because those noodles weren't even done <laughs> yeah those noodles weren't even done <laughs> yeah those are like minute noodles oh know? my so god i like, didn't even think of the noodles as like a time a timer, yeah, a timer love, for yeah. how fast this is all happening that's fucking incredible so yeah this is dude, all like happening that. in like 30 seconds that's so good grabs the vacuum cleaner sucks this dude's hair up and just like crashes him against the wall with it it's like i've never seen anything like this before in choreography the powerful ass vacuum cleaner right i mean shit it's, an, even, it's an assassin's vacuum cleaner uh-huh it's an assassin's vacuum cleaner <laughs> for real like i would just feel like all of these household appliances and just like this might day. need to use this might have to be used as a weapon in some point we exactly strong yeah this these aren't yeah, like in this at, world that's just what it is yeah these aren't just <laughs> these like regular cool. you know everyday household things like these things have been modified for assassins to use in these situations if they need to and that's just like i don't know but see like that's the question that you asked like is it just comedy that he beat this dude the way that he did with the vacuum cleaner or is it what i'm saying where it's like yeah it's a regular household appliance but it's also in like the training grounds of like an assassination camp so like just in case it should probably be augmented in some kind of oh way <laughs> it could probably just be comedy if it were going to be augmented you would think it would just be made of harder shit because you could definitely he could definitely have just been like and yeah. just club this dude in his shit and just like yeah yeah it's not about being effective it's about sending a message you yeah. know 
Yeah. But like I'm just imagining it's like get JCC brand vacuum cleaners. This can suck up a cremated man in five seconds. <laughs> Yo, not cremated man. Or you can even make the head like a t I mean, an eyeball I mean, shape with two. They're trying to kill each other. Can... They probably have like an incinerator behind the gym, dude. Like, Something who knows the shit out of somebody in their dome. Yeah. With the eye with the eyeball shape on the vacuum cleaner. Right. Pointed ends. Yeah. Yeah, the use of the environment is always just, like, so fine. Ever since Axel, like, pointed that out, like, I guess I've always mm -hmm. noticed it, but I've never, like, yep. been, like, looking for it to appreciate it, like, to a higher degree. I, ever since Axel pointed that out, I'm just like, dude, you're totally right. Literally, I, like, it's literally like a Jackie Chan movie. Like, I I, I promise just... you Jackie Chan is, like, a huge inspiration to Yuto Suzuki as far as action choreography yeah. goes. No, when you said that, I definitely was like, damn, he's right, bro. Yeah. This is some Jackie Chan shit, bro. Yeah, straight up. Straight I up. Jackie Chan be fucking jumping up chairs, fucking running this whole fuck. Oh, a coat yeah. hanger. Yep. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. I could see him using all of these things in a fight scene. <laughs> I'm just Jackie Chan, I think, Jackie I, think Chan I remember a movie scene where Jackie Chan. Go ahead, Melo. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think I remember a scene where he was like, uses a fucking jacket to tie somebody up or do some crazy shit. Like, you always mm -hmm. see crazy shit like that in Jackie Chan. Yeah, he like fought uh, somebody like with like a fucking like ladder. He was like fighting on top of a ladder, under yeah. a ladder, like hitting people with ladders. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it was just like, damn. I, I that was a great spot. One of the yeah. first Rush Hour movies, Thanks. actually. Um, What'd you say, Mello? I think that might have been one of the first Rush Hour movies, I think. Yeah, I it was something it like that. Real like that. Yeah, I can't. Um, I can never remember. They all kind of like blend together. It's been a while since I've like watched Jackie Chan. I used to watch him all the fucking time back in the day. Rumble in the Bronx, like all that shit. And it's just like, man, it's like, what scene is that from? What scene is this from? Yeah, I can never remember nowadays. I should do a rewatch. No, I, I love. I Ooh. love that. But I'm imagining like Jackie Chan, like, like a la the foreigner, but like done in like a Mrs. Doubtfire mode. Not Yo, like, days the live action. Yes. Oh my God, that's spot It'd be on. Hilarious, but like. Those are the vibes I'm picking up from it. Yeah. I remember when they first fought um, the reindeer on the subway. Yeah. And they, like, had a mechanical pencil, and they broke, like, popped off the lead, and then thumb-flicked the lead and used it to blind him. Yeah. And I was like, ah, uh, yeah. And, like, I love that they used, like, the papers to stop the knife, and then, like, they can, like, quick twirl that into, like, a cone of paper to say it disarmed them, that kind of stuff. And I just, right. like the whole improvised weapon master that is Sakamoto. It's like, yes. everything is a tool. Everything yep. is an item used to kill, and I'm good with anything. It's like very Chronicles of Riddick, you know? It's like, yeah, with a teacup, yo, that Just was amazing. Twist off, now it's a sharp, straight edge. Cool, yeah, yeah. Heart. No, I, I, the, like an apple. That scene, like, st stuck with me all this time. It's like, if someone was like, yo, do you remember this in Chronicles of Riddick? I might be like, I don't know. But if they bring up the teacup scene, I'm just like, yes, that is the one thing I think about. Like, it lives in my head rent-free. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Remember back in the day when you were trying to put me onto a bunch of different old school movies? That was one of the ones you said I should watch. Yeah, the Pitch Black, Chronicles of Riddick. I, I don't oh, really Black remember. Was so Pitch Black was is my favorite of all of them, probably. But um, because it was just like more like horror than anything else. Like he would just be like became an you know a sci fi action hero after Pitch Black. You know what I mean? And it was more about mm -hmm. like Riddick being a badass than it was about like a badass existing in a horror story. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, it's a, yeah. It was interesting that Vin Diesel was able to, like, transcend a couple of genres with that one. Yeah. I was like, good yeah, for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, straight up. But, yeah, whenever you yeah. see, you know, improvised weapon masters, as Mello put it, which is just a fire 
title and just like term in general like those are always just like some of the most exciting people to watch fight in anything yeah like i love the one where like uh the drunken master right where yeah. jackie chan fights people off with like multiple bottles yeah. and like forces them to like catch like heavy objects and then like sweeps out their legs yeah beats them, them while they're then, distracted by it and then yeah. like like elbow checks the bucket that they just caught into another guy hits them off the head you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah use that it use them surroundings use that environment but yeah so he whoops them and then they're like hey don't deface the walls of someone's alma mater I feel like that's just such a Sakamoto thing to say in this situation. Yeah. It's like it's like he has to he has to keep up the store, you know what I mean? Like he's definitely very like dad homebody like in his dialogue even in these kind of situations. Mm -hmm. Plus he's like pretending to be faculty, so it's like I got to say things like these, but it's just like I funny. I think it's so, really ironic I guess the... for Sakamoto saying that, you know? Yeah. Cuz like like yeah, the kids put like the big slur X's all over the place. And he views that as defacing, but he doesn't view it as defacing when he took a guy with a van through a and like used a man like a vacuum cleaner and cludgeoned him through yeah. like, the entire wall. <laughs> right. Plus, you'd think there would be a more emotional response, um, you know, from all of like the X and sl or slur worship inside of you. He doesn't even like look at it as like, oh, like there's no like anger or like, oh man, it's slur, that slur guy. Like it's just like, hey man, don't fuck up the. Don't fuck up the crib, man. <laughs> you know, like, like this is our big, bad, like, final boss enemy that you guys are worshipping, and it's just, like, casual Sakamoto, like, not even worrying about it. And that's just, like, cool yeah. to me. He's like, how I do think... you scrubs even hear about this guy? Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the fighting style you could probably most closely relate Sakamoto's to, real-world fighting style, would be probably Krav Maga. Mm -hmm. Only because, I don't know, I was looking it up, and it's, it's kind of the fighting style that specializes most in teaching you how to use you know your environment and just like shit around you that wouldn't normally be considered like a potent weapon yeah and i do actually remember seeing either a tiktok or maybe a facebook video it might have been way back before facebook uh, tiktok was even a thing vine um <laughs> vine where this kramaga instructor was like teaching you know people how to use a fucking sucker like put a sucker in your hand with the fucking stick sticking out of your knuckle oh shit as a fucking oh, weapon where sense. you could like gouge somebody's fucking neck with it and shit. got enough pressure in a single point yeah. it's that small it's gonna it's gonna poke yeah. you it's I serious mean, so yeah, yeah i think that that would be the fighting style you could most closely relate um sakamoto's story or this kind of yeah i feel that that's such a good um, idea for self-defense i've been keeping a lighter in my pocket so that if i need to i can have that perfect fist yeah lighter's effective too but uh, yeah i mean if you got something to poke a, a motherfucker in the in the in the throat with like that's gonna slap a little keys. that's gonna slap a little bit harder than the perfect fist i want to say in most situations yeah. especially if you're actually trying to kill somebody but <laughs> yeah Krav Maga that's the one that's like you know the Jason Bourne you know John Wick Jack Reacher like fighting style like James it's Bond you know what I mean like Israel Defense Force the idea yeah that's a fucking action hero fighting style for sure it's like one versus many yeah very Jack Reacher have you guys seen the new one it's a it, my friend highly recommends it no, nah, I have. I didn't even know they were still making Jack Reacher movies. I saw the trailer for the first one, and I was like, "Really, Tom Cruise oh, still trying no, to do stuff no. like this? What a wimp!" They replaced they replaced him with a different actor. Oh, and it's so Jack. much better. It's like a TV show. Oh, that's Jack cool. Reacher rings a bell. Is that the uh, the like, derived from the books like Stormbreaker? Yeah, 
Yeah, oh. it's 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 the spy movie. It's the spy books. I like the I like those the books a lot back with in Tom the day. Cruise, yep, and that yep. kind of sucked. And then they redid the series, except for it's not a movie; it's a TV show. Yeah. So I, I think it's just called Reacher, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really quite good. It definitely reminds me of like he gives off Sakamoto vibes. He's like, I don't want to do this. Does the but show I pick will up kick from where the movie? All of your asses. Yeah. Does the show pick up from where the movie left off, or is it just independent and covers like from the beginning? Because I don't know. I might have to take. I might have to take a look at that. I forgot about. Uh... I didn't really watch the first movie, so I can't tell. Yeah, the first movie was like a was like a Tom Cruise like action movie or, or some shit. I thought yeah. it was a joke. I didn't even know that it was. Um... I mean, like, I didn't think it was a joke, but like, I just like looked at it and like laughed. Like, I can't ah, take it seriously. Like, like random, random, you know, like re- like regular like person first and last name action hero starring wow. Tom Cruise. Like, I was just like, get out of here, man. We got enough. Wow, you're trash. Yeah, yeah I was like, I was. Books? I mean, like, I didn't, I didn't um, tie it to the books. I remember like Point Blank and 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 Stormbreaker and like whatever was in that like trilogy or whatever. Like, I remember those books from school, but like, I just didn't. I didn't piece that together. Like when I saw the Tom Cruise trailer, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh man, another Jason Bourne and it's Tom Cruise this time. All right. These guys are Hard running guys. out of ideas or something. Yeah. I was like, well, whatever. Mission Impossible <laughs> happened like a decade ago. What's like going on? Yeah. Like... just like, I just completely just discarded it. And just like, I'm not watching that. Right. <laughs> but, um, but I'm excited. I think as far as the chapter goes, yeah. I didn't really have much else to talk about. Yeah, so he's he's in here um, now. What should I ask first? It seems like he's gonna want to be trying to get information from these people about like where the room is, obviously because he's running out of time. And I'm just or, like wondering, like, man, you really think you're gonna get information from these bozos? No, I mean more so maybe information that has to do with Slur and, and the organization. Who knows? You know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he he is he is on like a clock here to find this location before. Mm-hmm. He reverts from the disguise, so I want to assume that he's going to be like, "Tell me everything you know about this room with the info or something." But yeah, he could got a full twenty hours, like though. Hours. Oh, wait, how much time left does he? How much time? Fifteen. That's pretty. That's a pretty long time. Yeah, but still, that's still not a lot for a room that is this evasive. Yeah, and such a big complex. You know, six to eight hours. So like, he's going to pull an all nighter trying to do this. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah, um, they did give pause to like seeing all the X's and stuff. So it's like, okay, he's like, what the hell is this? You know what I mean? So I feel like, yeah, I feel like they're gonna kind of like get into it a little bit. Yeah, um, he's yeah. Like, hey, what do you even see in this guy? Yeah, I could see it being like, tell me everything you know about. Well, I could see him first asking, like, do you know anything about this room? And then if they're like, give him some kind of like vague information or just no information, I'll be like, all right, well, tell me what you know about Slur. Then I could see it being like that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to see Sakamoto's interrogation technique. Cause yeah! Like, do be in that kind of scenario. Or, like, is he going Bruce to be a group about it? Or is yeah. he going to finesse them? Or is he going to, like, kind of Kansas City shuffle, lucky number mm-hmm. 11, distract them from the real point that he's getting at? Like, mm-hmm. I could see that. That'd be cool. That's what I want to get into. God, I love lucky um, number 11. That's one of my favorite movies ever. It seems like everyone's thinking that it might be in the library. Right. Because even Sakamoto's like, I need to go to the library. Mm-hmm. Like, Which makes me think that that's the last point. place it's going to be. Right. Yeah, I think. Just because it's a place that you have knowledge doesn't mean it's going to be there, you know? Like, right, right. right. Yeah, and you want to know what? I didn't even think about it as far as, like, Sakamoto's inter- interrogation tactics go. Because it's like, I just can't see Sakamoto being, like, a very um passionate I, well just like a passionate interrog you know interrogator you know what i mean like i can definitely see him asking questions but like i can't really see him 
you know, doing the whole, like, mental, like, psychological, like, warfare side of it, you know what I mean? But he's also, you know, in this, you know, form that he's been emoting a lot more with, and also, I feel like just talking a lot more. I feel like Sakamoto is, like, a man of, like, very few words a lot of the time he only like says shit like when he needs to but he's like yeah but he he's i feel like he says a lot more in this in this form so like we might just see like a completely different side of sakamoto just because he's in a disguise which would be cool or maybe maybe if the if he was in this situation you know as his regular self it would be the same thing but um i want to assume that he's just like doing more than he usually does because of the disguise so it'd be interesting to see him like get like really scary interrogator mode like in the female body would just be fucking hilarious yeah that would be funny yeah but that's all i had for sakamoto this week yeah i think that's about all i had as well Mm -hmm. all right well that i think we can go ahead and get into the second chapter of the night mission yozakura family chapter 185 the gold rank spy meeting part one oh yeah i love chapters like these Mm -hmm. fuck yeah dude Definitely love chapters like these where we get just world building, you know, yeah. like organization building, whatever you want to call it. And just like the top tiers it. of the organization at the table yes. all talking, you know what I mean? Like it's, re- you know, reminiscent of like the first time like all the warlords or like a lot of the warlords met up yeah. in one piece coming out of like, what was it like fucking Alabaster or some shit? And then like, yep, yep. you know, like whenever you get that war room, you know, conversation with all of the high tiers, that's just like always a great atmosphere for a chapter. Yeah. And I love the fact that Izumo asked specifically for Kyoichiro to bring Tayo along for the gold rank um, spy meeting. Yeah. We know he took we know he kind of took a liking to Tayo when they met, so it feels like Izumo wants to kind of bring Tayo further into the loop to increase his understanding of, like you said, how things do function in terms of mm-hmm. the inner workings of the higher echelon of the uh, underworld and you know and the spy organization and shit like that. And Izumo probably sees him as, like, a really valuable player in the game, considering his, like, ability set, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like, you gotta yeah. be here because, like, you're, like, the key, like, to a lot of this, so you need this information because you're gonna be one of the most important factors in all of this. Be the the yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, yeah. I and I love about this chapter. Oh, yeah. Um, this was kind of something that we touched on the previous uh, episode, really talking about like, hey, what is Momo's actions going to do? And then by forcing the organization to like really put them in a spot, like, hey, how are you going to own up to a perceived um, loose cannon in your family tree? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I guess... We all did kind of jump the gun in thinking that they were going to be like, yeah, we got to kill y'all. But they were just like, nah, we're just washing our hands of y'all. You know what I'm saying? We're taking back any equipment that we've loaned you. All assets, you know, are going to be frozen. You're no longer affiliated with us type shit, but you're going to be on your own. I kind of assumed that they were going to be like, yep, it's an assassination order. Like, y'all are out of there. You know, order black, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> or Order 66. I don't even know what Order, order 66 is. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Order 66 was the Star Wars order yeah. where they were, kill, you know, the stormtroopers were going to uh, turn on the Jedi. So yeah, that's right. I don't that's know. Right. That, that didn't really fit in this instance, which yeah. is why I said Order Black. I don't even know if that's a thing. <laughs> order by just random order. <laughs> order yeah, Black, well, execute. Well, when you're, yeah, execute. Yeah. yeah. Black, you're done. You're out yeah. of there. You're yeah. dead. You yeah. yeah. I just thought it was a reference. I was like, what is that from? Order rubber ducky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Order rubber ducky. I just, I loved Alexandriou and Shura, man. I loved how 
they were introduced. Yeah. And I love the fact that they both have like a goofy obsession with uh, Shinzo and Futaba respectively. Yeah. So fucking hilarious. And I thought yes. it was even more hilarious that while uh, Shinzo was like having to fucking wrestle Ryu off of him the whole fucking time, like Futaba <laughs> eventually does um, kind of give in to yeah. letting Shura hold her like a fucking doll. And yeah, she she's just like chilling. She even looks like she's kind of enjoying it a little bit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? On page, uh, on page, the double page spread on eight and nine, she's like sitting mm-hmm. there just looking at the documents, kind of almost looks like she's sucking on her thumb a little bit, just chilling. Yeah, yeah she's like she's kinda, with it. She's zoom in. She's like, hmm, yeah. I'm pondering. I'm getting my stuff, you know, getting that little oxytocin, yeah. A little, yeah. little cuddle bond. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there's hearts coming awesome. out of the, you know, like it's hard to tell. What, like you can assume the hearts are coming from Shura, obviously. But oh, there could, so it could be one heart for Shura, one heart for Futaba. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. uh, and we get a nice I, spread of these. Go ahead, Melo. Uh, I was thinking it was very interesting that the number so there's ten gold ranks, yeah. and then that's about, and that means that like tiles included. I was thinking about like the number of people and how they might correlate as further parallels to the Yozakura family. Or have like a very specific either a love or a hate in relationship with the different siblings. Yeah. Because we have Shura, we have Alexandriou. So like I was wondering like is there uh parallel because like is there parallels to like Nanao? Like well, the screen that says G, the little G demon. Yeah, we gotta like, do it on the that, on the Zoom call, yeah. Yeah, is that is that gonna be um our girl's, um, like, counterpart being the tech head, being, like, would they have, like, a competitive rivalry, that kind of thing? Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, she, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Is yeah. there, like, yeah, is, yeah, there, yeah. is there a gold rank member, you know, that, um, you know, represents, like, the area of expertise of, like, everyone in the family or whatever, you know? I and think, they I can kind of, like, match, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, because it's like it's rare for all ten of us to get together, and then I go down on this spread, and I'm like, okay, there's ten people, but one of them's Tayo. Can't Tayo can't be included and it shouldn't in, be the in president? It, well, huh? And it shouldn't be the president either, because I was gonna ask that. Yeah, is the president counted with among the ten? Well, like even or even, is he a separate? He's the president, so he's not. He's kind of above that, right? Yeah, that's a that's a question too. But I was just like I didn't like I was looking at the um, the guy on the Zoom call, the guy on the iPad, or the person on the iPad, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like looking at that, and I and I was like, is, that is a that is a person, yeah, yeah. like that is a that is one of the Gold Star members because it's like it's like it's not talking about fucking Tayo when he says it's rare for all ten of us to get here together, but there's ten physical people here, and yeah, one of them is the um, one of them is the chairman. So it's like, is he included? If not, then that means that there is someone else that's not here. Yeah. But then why would? But then why would Kyoichiro say it's rare for all ten of us to get together? So the the chairman has to be included. Yeah. What page does he say that on? Uh, on page seven, he says it's yeah. rare for all ten of us to get together, mm-hmm. and he's saying yep. that to Izumo. So Izumo is definitely one of the gold rank ones. But then you go mm-hmm. to the double page spread, and obviously this guy's on the iPad. Tayo is not included in the ten because he's not gold rank. So this 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 drawing on the iPad has to be the other, you know, gold star member. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's yeah. like six there's like six yeah. panels on the right side 
of the eight and nine yeah. double spread and then five on the left side so tayo being involved included yeah i think we're supposed to like maybe like almost accidentally miss this guy on the ipad <laughs> maybe i think yeah we have to assume that the president is one of them yeah um, for and sure then, yeah and then yeah. i also did assume especially since he gets his own panel on the bottom of the double page spread you mm -hmm. know where he's chilling yeah. the little g guy mm -hmm. so i definitely did assume that he was one of them but yeah well, i was wondering they don't get any speaking roles though i don't think so uh, no they do actually well, they do, do Neither does the lady in the in the sport coat. You know, she doesn't really say anything. Or the dude, you know, the little guy who's sitting here, kind of smoking on a little hookah. Well, Melody, you, you you were saying that uh, the the guy on the iPad does get a dialogue. Yeah, because at the bottom of page nine, the president says, "Let's start by watching a video we uncovered." And if you zoom in, zoom in directly underneath that, the iPad is seen there, and it says, "Sure," in a double layered. Oh my god. Dialogue bubble. What page? The, the number nine. Spread. Oh, yeah. on the bottom of like... Uh, on the nine. very bottom left. Very bottom, it says sure. And they respond, and like they look at him. Yeah. If you zoom in. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. Bottom so you can see yes. like a pupil for the eye staring at the, the, the president, or at least mm -hmm. looking in the direction the president should be. Mm -hmm. Wait, hold on. So he's the one showing him the video and shit too. They watch it on the pad nine oh yep there it goes yeah, yeah nice nice yeah. good spot good spot that's good i think if we want to parallel the you know the people to the i think tayo not tayo i think Nana would probably be parallel to this little this little wild man looking dude with the long hair and the hookah he's just sitting there smoking yeah, he's it's got like the, what's... he's got the percolated smoke coming out of the hookah, the special, the special, you know what I'm saying, formula. Yeah. <laughs> Some Nanao shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too, because they also got like like deep bags under their eyes. They got kind of like weird little eyes going on. Plus they have like the like scuba goggles on there. Yeah. So I wonder if they're doing something like their whole thing is like holding their breath and just poisoning the fuck out of everyone else or something. I don't know. Could be smoking on some poison right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wonder about this this chick in the sleeping bag. She hasn't said anything either, man. Yeah, they're out cold. Yeah. Giving me a uh, big big Aizawa vibes. Oh no, yeah, it's, that's it's what I was thinking too. Yeah. It's it's Aizawa and it's also uh, giving me like Larue from Tower of God vibes. I don't know if you guys oh, read Tower of God. Yeah, that's fucking funny. Yeah. Oh I yeah. Know. Well, you guys have probably seen the anime if you haven't read it, but I know Eagle. I remember you were watching the anime. I was watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big Larue vibes with this one. I was reading it and then eventually I just lost the thread. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. I was live reacting to it too, and I haven't been mm -hmm. back since I stopped doing that. I probably should do that soon. It's about time. Um, I guess moving along in this chapter, though, mm -hmm. I love what we get from Ryu's personality. I like, you know, that being an information mogul, he's like, man, I like y'all. You know what I'm saying? Don't, it's nothing personal, but yeah. I got to go the route that yields the most information and yeah. the most interesting scoop. You know what I'm saying? I run the, the, the biggest magazine in the underworld in terms of gossip and shit. Yeah. And uh, I also love that Shura is like fiercely protective of Futaba and her family by mm -hmm. uh by um what's the what's the word I'm trying to think of I don't know by association yeah that uh she's like yo 
get the fuck out of here. You trying to you trying to vote again? You trying to vote with this shit, boy? Yeah, I'll turn up on you. It's like I love the child emperor vibes that we get from her too. Man. Oh, child emperor, so yeah, tech. yeah, yeah. Because she's got she seems to have like a kind of like similar like technology as Shin Shin uh, Shinzo. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's her title? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Shinzo for sure. Military yeah. Industrial Complex Asura Group General CEO. Yeah. And yeah. Asuras are known for having multiple hands. So, like, the fact Ooh. that, like, all these tendrils start manifesting guns. Nice. It's, like, very on point. Her aesthetic reminds me of, like, Star Trek's The Borg, that Ooh. were, like, cyborg oh, people. They assimilated people into, like, this machinist, like, hive mind collective. And yeah. then also uh, 2B from, like, Near Automata for, like, that yeah. black, nice. solid black gothic oh, Lolita yeah. kind of thing. Going yeah, on. now you're I... reminding me of the Phalanx Covenant in X-Men comics with, uh, oh, my oh, God, why do Warlock I always... Warlock. Cipher. Why do I always forget Warlock's fucking name, dude? I fucking love that arc. And it was, like, pseudo-adapted in the fucking 90s animated TV show mm -hmm. and shit. And it's like, I love that, too. And it's like, I always forget Warlock, but... Yeah, man, big, big New Mutants vibes from this chick. But it is cool how we get these, like, personality traits that are, like, on the opposite side of the spectrum where you have, uh, what is this dude's name again? What's his name? Alexandria. Yeah, you got Alexandria who's like, hey, I love y'all, but I love my job more. And then you have Shuri who's like, I love my job, but I love the Yozakura family more. And it's like, I'll throw everything away for these people right now. And Buddy's like, I can't throw away my, you know, profession for you guys even though i fuck with y'all so it's just like cool to get that uh opposite end of the spectrum dynamic inside yeah. of the the higher ups here and i also mm -hmm. did like you i got big shinzo vibes from the like her kind of weaponry here mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. like Melo said I, she also seems more like a cyborg and like she's maybe just kind of integrated the technology more into herself than shinzo has you I mean, know look her hands. See it, like yeah. in her fucking face like she's got the eye her hands like one of her you know a couple of her fingers or you know feels like she could just be like with the gun right away yeah you know yeah and she's got like a core on some iron man shit too it looks like you do look like she got a little arc reactor in her chest area which is always like a brooch just... pendant yeah. yeah super tight whereas shinzo you know has still the technology that he uses for weaponry and shit like that kind of blocky um roblox type be yeah, it's yeah. still completely separate from him yeah yeah alexandria's introduction though he grabs shinzo by the titties and it's like this scene just like does like so many oh. things it like works it, like serves so many like purposes right because it's like one we know like what kind of person or like a, a little bit of what kind of person this character is as far as like quirky character traits go so we get that and it's comedy and it's funny but then also shinzo really does like throw him, you know, like, against a wall and fucking Gomu Gomu no Gatling him, and he's just, like, casually, mm -hmm. like, taking notes, like, no damage, basically, like, in the wall, so we just, like, okay, you're definitely gold rank, so it's, like, it just serves Ooh. so many purposes in such a short amount of time. Yeah, you know what cool. I mean? It's, like... And that's mm -hmm. just so fucking weird, the way he comes up behind him, he's, like, oh, <laughs> yeah, 53-inch bust. <laughs> Beautiful. You're growing nicely. So Man, get out of here, Hisoka. If you don't get the... Yeah, dude, right, yeah. yeah. He's a he's a, he's a, he's a touchy-feely yeah. dude. It's a little impersonal, like, you know, overstepping boundaries, okay, being okay with, like, cutting off the Zokura family for the sake of getting more clicks. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. an avenue of, like, oh, if you depend on us, then I can leverage that to get more information about you because yeah. you're a hot commodity. Right. Yeah. And more ways on than some one. Pretty big prisoner type shit. 
Furry yeah, furry prisoner. Dude, I think it's funny that his name's like Ryu, and then he's just got these long like Asi- East Asian dragon, yeah, bro. like mustache going he was on. Like, oh, like, wow, man. Nah, bro. He Look was like, that. yo. He was like, I don't just want a mustache. He was like, I want a mustache. I want the mustache. Yes. He's got some Salvador Dali catfish thing. Yeah, Salvador you know? Dali catfish dragon man. He's got a <laughs> face, dude. That's funny <laughs> like, as fuck, yo, yeah. Big body ass motherfucker, bro. Yeah, He's big body like a motherfucker. He thinks page page four, bottom panel, middle panel, where you see him standing behind. Shizzo. <laughs> yeah, that boy, big body, bro. This dude's like this dude's like seven foot five or some kind of crazy shit. Maybe like yeah. eight feet tall. I swear to God, like. Maybe like four hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, tall as the now. straight muscle. Yeah, dude's Diesel. thick. Look at his fucking traps on the panel on you know where his his nameplate panel on five. <laughs> yeah. His traps are just like he's got just Does that straight, man have a they go neck right up to his gosh. ears, bro. Yeah, no right neck. Just ears, meat. No neck. Just no neck. <laughs> just the, he's like, what if the juggernaut did? Was <laughs> somebody's like. What do you guys think the Juggernaut looks like without his helmet? And that's no! what they <laughs> The helmet wasn't actually covering much, to be honest. <laughs> Dude, it's like it's like when fucking like that really cringy like fan art of Yosemite Sam with his mustache shaven and it's actual meat flaps like coming from his like lips and shit. <laughs> like the fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah or like there's another one. Vegeta. There's another one with his hair shaving off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegeta with his hair shaving off, but like more uh, along the lines of the. Yosemite Sam one there is one that mm-hmm. I saw recently where it was uh, Aladdin from the Disney movie Aladdin you know he has those big white baggy pants and then it's like him wearing Just... the pants and then next to him is him with the pants off and that's actually his legs are that shape of He's the pants massive calves yeah <laughs> like gigantic fucking bulbous thighs no knees <laughs> just fucking sacks of meat <laughs> The juggernaut with no helmet is just this dude with his traps. I'm head. fucking screaming. <laughs> yeah. Also, if you look on page uh, the double sprout in eight and nine, look at his hand compared to Shinzo's hand when they're grappling. Biggest fuck. Oh yeah! Wow. Dude, boy, Shinzo's is... hand only takes up like half of his shit. Oh yeah. my half god. Of his palm. Yeah, that's dude. That's a crazy I, visual to see Shinzo getting like big body bullied like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny because like when you think of like the archetype of like uh, a newspaper or like an investigator or a journalist, you always think of like very like sly, more intellectual, not physically tough characters. And they went for this guy who is A, tough as nails, B, big as fuck. How the fuck is he stealthing up on people to get any of these scoops? Right, no, that's... Like, that's... It, it's, it's like Pink Panther level comical, you know? Yeah. It's just like... And I like that, like, you know, Shura is like, oh yeah, I'm part of the military-industrial complex, but I'm cute! Yeah, <laughs> and no. I So, like, I think they, like, took... It was like, if you imagined a person for this job, what would they look like? Give me the opposite of that. Yeah, wow. He's on some spec shit, man. And for Baki, spec is stealthy as fuck. Oh, sure. <laughs> I haven't seen Baki, but that sounds like some Baki shit. Like, big body, like, should be, like, shaking the ground when you take a step, but you're, like, super ninja stealthy. It's just like, damn. Man. Beckus. What do you think about, um, 
like 10, 11, Momo just straight up starting a YouTube channel oh, to like one way broadcast his twisted form of love. Yeah, this is like really awkward timing considering like the Buffalo shit that was like live streamed on Twitch. So I like saw this and I was just like, just took me like right back there. You know what I mean? Like that, uh, that, yeah. that, that Buffalo mass- shit. Yeah, there was like a there was like a massacre at a at a at a convenience store, or a grocery store mm-hmm. in Buffalo, New York. Some like white supremacist asshole fucking like mm-hmm. like terrorists like fucking like killed like a bunch of black oh, people yeah. at this at this uh, at this grocery store like super like racially motivated like white supremacist manifesto on his like social media like, and shit and he live streamed he live streamed the whole shit on Twitch bro like what a fucking monster dude yeah that's fucked up yeah 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 so yeah. it's like, like that yeah we don't need people like that right I turned the page into ten and I was just like oh fuck exactly I don't like I talking mean, about yeah wild shit but like and I don't especially not death penalty shit but like mm-hmm. man people like that we don't need that guy. They should have just fucking shot him to death at the we scene. We can get we can get him out of here like and just safely assume we'll be fine. Yeah, straight up. We gonna be all right without yeah. him. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Just no, don't even take like... him to jail. Just fucking blow his fucking brains out. <laughs> Man, that's just like it's crazy stuff like that because yeah. like it reminds me of because like outside of like the real world like ramifications of like live streaming atrocities because that is kind of where we're at as like uh, a global internet society like 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 when that uh like russian guy was assassinated and then people immediately memed the shit out of that guy because he was like pointing his hand up in the air and like hands on his hip, and they're like, he looks like a disco guy, and I'm like, he oh, just killed a man, my God. you know? And it was just like, there's nothing like sacred about that stuff, and I think that having the aspect of social media and like YouTubing evil things is very dehumanizing, mm-hmm. like 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 the whole Jake Paul like thing in the suicide forest, the like he, yeah, yeah, that was awful. But then it clouds like, a drug, man. Yeah, um, it just like it made me think of that stuff like where it's like very dehumanizing and like Momo doesn't care about people. He literally says like, "Yeah, I just made like a hundred bronze silver spies, wiped them out, dispose as many goons as you want, and no one will grieve." He's like, yeah. "No one cares about those people, so I can get rid of them." That's like Jack the Ripper shit, you know? You know what I mean? He because yeah. they targeted they targeted prostitutes, people that were the most vulnerable, yeah. and like a lot of serial killers do that because they're like, oh, I go after homeless people because no one will miss them. That and it's even and crazier. Yeah, my bad. It's even crazier because Momo's design is very reminiscent of Jack the Ripper in Record of Ragnarok. Now that you mentioned mm-hmm. that. Oh my god, like if you look up Jack the Ripper record of Ragnarok, like it is Momo Yozakura. Like that is yep. fucking insane comparison right now. So wow. good. So, the, was, wait, I the manga? watching the anime. Fuck the anime, no, run far away from the anime, just read the manga. Oh my god. Just read it. Oh my god, the art is fucking beautiful. And I mean, like, It's hard to animate stuff that's like... Just really lush, gorgeous stuff. Like it'd be like you know, people be like, "Hey, there's anime for Witch Hat Atelier," and I'm like, "It depends on what group is running it." Yeah, it depends on you the passion gotta tell level. Me straight. Yeah, because it's like the record of Ragnarok anime. It's like I could only watch that shit for like a couple. I turned that shit off so quick. It's like coming from the manga. I was just like, dude, this is one of the the prettiest manga I've seen in recent times, and to like see people reviewing and reacting to the record of Ragnarok anime, and it's just like still motion like. 
or like yeah like still images for like you know the fight scenes and shit like they just like cut corners on the budget like drastically for that adaptation and it's like no you gotta go like all in like sakuga all the time for oops, a story like this yeah like oops all stills exactly it's just like ew dude why would the fuck would you do that it's like put mm. some fucking passion into this shit man don't just jump on an adaptation because it's the hottest fucking ip at the time yeah. like let's get the, let's crank this out as quick as possible we need to it's just like dude come on man what happened to the love what happened to the tlc <sighs> exactly <laughs> anyway we got uh, yeah. like the momos overworked yeah oh sure think... yeah overworked animators could could be a thing too but i mean like it all just comes back to like man work inside of your means in. yeah like yeah what if... yeah, yeah. Um... like what you're talking about as far as rushing shit out it has more so it has more to do with bosses and investors that are like yo yeah, I'm definitely not like blaming the animators for like doing for like making a poor adaptation. It's definitely, you know, like not like their fault probably at the end of the day, like definitely not or whatever, but it's just like these whoever's making these decisions just seem to be like jumping like as quickly as they can to grab a fucking IP to like churn out an adaptation yeah. Yeah. just instantly. And it's like yeah. it's <laughs> the adaptations like suffer a lot of the times because oh, yeah, like, well. look at look at a Kame got kill. You know what I mean? It's like you didn't even like that shit was a fucking monthly and you caught up to the source material by like episode 18 in your 26 episode season. And then you just made up the rest of the ending because you couldn't mm. wait for the fucking series to finish before you adapted it. Like go to hell. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole uh, full metal alchemist thing, you know, Ooh. like they caught up so hard. That's why DBZ had hour long streaming chat sessions Ooh. like. Yeah, but Back to 10 and 11. Yes. Um, there's a couple series. I read, like, a lot of random series, and I'll give it, like, probably more time than I should. But uh, some series are just, like, they're so horrible that you, you're morbidly curious to see how the rest of it plays out. Ooh. Like, um, like there's a series called Dead Tube. I'm going to just straight up say content warning it is awful oh, it has i heard about this so it has so much murder it has so much shock value like like sexual assault out oh, no. the ass oh, it's no. horrifying oh, damn. uh it was it was one of those series like it starts out as like it basically started out as like someone was giving like a million dollar prize to a video that gets the most likes and these people get caught up in like this social hysteria and like it just becomes like I'm gonna it's like here's a hot person eating ice cream here's you know me giving money to the homeless for for likes here's me saving a cat that I put up there you know that <laughs> kind of stuff and then it like escalated and it kept escalating and I was like oh no oh that does like sound this. like a that sounds like a crazy concept for a story I'm not gonna lie but like if you just like take that opportunity to just throw like gratuitous sexual assault into the story yeah, it's like you're a fucking it, weirdo it was like okay I wanted to check it out because I was like oh you know this might be interesting and i was like oh this is too yeah. uh yeah. cringe gross you grotesque. blew it you had a good idea but you blew yeah. it yeah it was pretty grotesque there's another series called how to fight which is a lot less um horrible um and it's about a young kid who basically finds um 
a YouTube tutorial series about like how to fight. No one's seen it. He's the first one to find it. And he starts a YouTube channel of him practicing the moves that he learns from this YouTube channel to like fight bullies. And then it escalates and like how, so, and it covers like how social media can like take a picture add a caption and how that can be used to like manipulate the masses and how you can try to like portray yourself as the good person or bad person or like control the narrative etc so like it makes me think of this what momo's doing because he's like because he has to make the he's making this video for his family to like say hey this is thing but is he really doing it for his family or is he doing it to call out his family to make them ostracized to be pariahs socially so that they have like he's cut it he's getting them kicked out of the spy association with very minimal effort on his part and that that gives him it's like a like the wound and replace tactic that abusers use where mm. they're like oh hey i'm gonna break up your friendship here and now that there's this void where you used to invest your time and emotions into this friendship i'm going to stand step up into that place and then we can all be one big happy momo family oh, and i'm shit. like i see you yes yes shady fuck yeah like yeah man this shit is wild we were talking about like what this is going to look like you know in the last chapter or whatever and i feel like we were pretty close to like yeah like as far as like because like all all that's missing is for momo to like pull up after this and be like okay so everyone th everyone hates y'all everyone hates me let's team up and do something about it as a family right like that's literally mm -hmm. the only thing that we were kind of like missing at this point from like our predictions um last week but that's a long-term goal, I think. Yeah, um, it's it's we got we got time for it to pan out where he yeah. tries to extend that that you know rotten olive branch. Um, right, <laughs> rotten olive branch. Yes, straight nice. up. Nice. Um, yeah, that shit's wild, man. Okay, yeah, so, I love that. Uh, yeah, I, I love that it kind of devolves into like it looks like Alexandria and Futaba are about to fuck uh, Shura up together, like. Futaba tries to like mediate the situation. Shira's yeah. like, hey, shut the fuck up. And she's like, oh, oh. Okay. Okay. So we gotta do uh, this. <laughs> yeah. And, and Ryu's still like, he's like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I was the original target and I'm still here. Like y'all are fighting now, but like I'm I'm still I'm still with it. You know what I'm saying? What, what we doing? <laughs> Joe Ichiro's just like, hey, this shit's a waste of time, bro. Like, I ain't even trying to talk about this shit. I don't give a fuck what y'all on. We finna survive regardless. Like, we yeah. finna thrive to survive. Right. The Yozakura family will be fine. And and even uh there was like a line of dialogue where hold on, who said it? It was like, don't even worry about it. It's like I gotta I gotta tell on y'all and I gotta like, you know, go through with the whole you know shit about uh or not tell on you but it's like i'm i'm going to take the side of the organization or whatever um but you guys will be cool like you guys can totally survive with if we cut your funding and if we take all of our stuff back like you're the yozakura family like you'll be all right you know what i mean mm -hmm. and kyoichiro basically is like yeah we will be so like fuck fuck all of this anyway and that's just yeah. like that's just cool so on page like 18 so do you think the president asked Tayo to be present 
so that he and Shinzo could be more stabilizing, emotionally stabilizing forces for the more hot-headed groups, the members of the group, because he, as a spy master, president of the spy organization, he should know how those people are going to interact. He knows that Shinzo can, like, talk to Alexander Ryu. He knows that he needs Tayo or someone similar to get Futaba to be more willing to back down. You can see them yeah. literally defusing that group, and he's, he's like, I'm... Ex and he's predicted all this, right? Yeah. He, ex he expected... You know, Koichiro's response, he's like, okay, cool. I've I've made as much of a game field as I have. I've set myself up for an optimal pitch. And it's like, you know, we were talking about that earlier, but Sakamoto days about like, hey, you know, an assassin's job is to set yourself up for an optimal shot. And it's like, it's kind of interesting that he's treating this conversation, this meeting as like a little bit of a, an, a, a like a hit. Yeah, I think it's a combination of um, what you're saying about like why Izumo invited Tayo and whatnot. I think mm -hmm. um, I think it's a combination of that plus whatever he's going to say in the next chapter, right? Because on the last page, he's like, "Well, I guess it's my turn," right? That's him saying that, isn't it? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So That's him thinking that. Yeah, him thinking that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that like Izumo will have his turn to, you know, kind of get in his bag or whatever, and that's. Part of the reason why he wants Tayo there is to either hear that or tell him something specifically or whatever in relation yeah. to what the future I, plans are. Yeah. yeah or maybe I think he'll I, even just be like, hey, Tayo, what you think, bro? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because I think that Zumo, I think, is going to play the role of the statesman, right? He's going to be like, hey, I'm going to kind of mediate this discussion and uh, figure out things, but I'm going to ask leading questions and loaded questions to like get some more of the responses that I want, and hopefully we can end this peacefully. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Super either way, I definitely though. can. Mm. Yeah, I was just going to say, either way, I definitely can't wait to say uh, how things play out for sure. Yeah. Loving the gold ranks pie meeting, but I I don't know. There's just more, even in this little bit of like kind of inner monologue we get from Izumo at the end. He's like, oh, but this is just the beginning. Believe it or not, these are some of the more reasonable gold rank spies. Mm -hmm. That just alludes to there being more than just who we see here. Yeah, for sure. But we also have not heard again. Um, you know, one, yeah, two, four. three of you know four of the fucking ten even say a word. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Aside from sure, from the 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 Skype guy, the fucking yeah, the Zoom Skype guy. guy. Yeah, I think the rest of them, you know, get their speaking roles next chapter, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I can't wait for to see what's up with the with the Skype buddy. Because <laughs> like, if this is like, if this is gold rank genius hacker, you know what I mean? Basically, like, you know, gold rank version of Chion. Uh, Chion. Yeah, I'm I'm trying mm -hmm. to see that shit because I love characters like that. The hacker characters well, I... always speak to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Guy in the chair type shit. As a, just like as a cyberpunk see... fan. Yeah, 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 go ahead. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see the sleeping bag chick wake up and say some shit, or even what wakes her up. You know, yeah. characters like this who sleep in situations like this are always so badass sometimes, yeah. where, you know, the situation that makes her wake up, I just wonder what it's going to be. Yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm genuinely wondering what the deal with the woman sitting next to Koichiro is, mm -hmm. is. Because she looks like like a, like a TV weather announcer, you know, or like yeah. the head of the PTA, just plain as day, very prim, proper, professional. And I'm just imagining them to just be like the coldest and just like 
just a harsh person, right? Yeah, probably gonna have like see really harsh dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, expel them. We can't be we can't be associated with anything this messy. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't even think that. It's just like I think that like it's gonna be like um because there's been so many subversions with character type, mm-hmm. I want them to be just like not opposite personality of yeah. their of their aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they might be like, oh, you know, decorum, decorum. And they just might, like, swear like a delinquent, you know, like... Oh, sure, yeah. (laughs) Just, they like, their first line bubble is like, you know, guys, this is... And it's just blacked out censor bars. Profanity, "Ah." yeah. (laughs) I wonder if if she's not going to be kind of like Mutsumi's parallel character, you know? Oh, Organized. uh, She does kind of look like a mature Mutsumi. Yeah. 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 I didn't even think about that. That's tight. I think that's about all I had for this chapter, man. I think I'm good, too. Same. I think we squeezed blood from a stone on this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good shit. All right. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and get right into the third chapter of the night. Chapter 189 of Jujutsu Kassen. Tokyo number two colony, part eight. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It is nuts, man. Hakari Ready? versus Kashimo, dude. This has gone on longer than I thought, and it's amazing. I'm yeah, so happy. It's, yeah, it's so good the whole time. It's just like, oh man, like what is going to happen? How is this going to conclude? You just like can't you tell. Know, it's crazy to me because people have de- I've seen series where they dedicate like final boss level amount of chapters. Like they have like final boss fights that are like four chapters deep. Mm-hmm. This isn't even the boss fight it's like three chapters (laughs) yes and a thing that i appreciate a lot about this fight is that like yes it's a lot of like you know um if you simplify it it's them fighting hakari using his invincibility running out of it you know and 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 kind of rinse repeating the domain invincibility thing and whatnot and like they they're just kind of like fighting throughout that back and forth and whatnot but there is Throughout all of these like moments of resetting the fight back to the domain, there's always like a new interesting angle inside of the strategy that like Kashimo, you know, tries to take to get through this immortality. You know what I mean? And in this one, mm-hmm. yeah, in this one, it, there's there's just like a lot like more content than um, like a lot more. Um, man, I'm having a hard time finding words right now, but it's just like a lot deeper. And and more complicated, more yeah, a lot more nuanced than uh, and like you know, because it's such a meat-headed fight at the end of the day too. But it's also who said it? It was Shads. It was Shads on Twitter who said these Jujutsu Kaisen fights are like playing chess and Smash Bros at the same time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I was I just like, that. damn, you killed it. That's exactly like what I'm trying to say right now, and that's exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, I love. The fact that he was still alive before he hit the ground, you know? And yeah. then the double jackpot Richie, or, like, the instant jackpot, apparently that's a thing in Pachinko, where, like, there's chances of, like, if you catch these, like, in flashing light indicators in time, you can, like, slap them to, like, get increased probability, and there's, like, built-in jackpots. So there is a level of skill... In addition to that, that like you can increase your odds, and that's why pachinko machines are so addictive in uh, Japan. Yeah, that's cool. The translators note that we get on it is uh, 
I know he says an unexpected jackpot due to hidden probability. A pachinko mode that uh, appears similar to faster spins, but actually carries increased probability. A player can tell by looking at the segment display. So, yeah, I don't know more and more pachinko shit that you would have to understand the game to know, you know, more about. But yeah, because it's like it looks like it's doing something else, but it's actually increased probability. Is mm-hmm. is like kind of like just like the only thing that I really took away from that. It's like. You know, um, Kashimo, what does Kashimo say beforehand? He's like, how sad. He's making a desperate attempt to cast a domain expansion. But all he'll, uh, all he'll get are faster spins, not increased probability. So, like, even though the game, the domain kind of, like, puts all of the information about Pachinko into the mind of the opponent, you mm-hmm. still have to play the game after learning it. And that's why he's like oh okay yeah it's another domain expansion but based on my understanding of this game it's just going to be you know like faster spins or whatever not increased Mm -hmm. probability so we're probably not going to see a jackpot here but then you know it's faux faster spins it's like oh okay it's just faster spins all right i'm clean i'm good this is like i'm all right but wait no it's the hidden probability yeah you know thing or whatever so it's like oh okay it's a good good way to subvert that yeah. yeah, I like that he has like the instant jackpot up his sleeve doing that. And I really appreciate the uh, part on page four where you can see the crack at the top of the subspace that the domain is. is yeah. starting to break because he's already achieved jackpot mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, here it comes. And I really like how he handled Kashimo. Like, it was like, hmm, how do I deal with this? Like, you are super deadly. Yeah. How do I fucking get rid of you? <laughs> yeah, and him talking about, like, shifting the barrier coordinates. Like, I had no idea that that was a thing that domain yeah. expansion users could even do. Like, that was just, like, I, like, uh-huh. read that, and I was just like, holy shit. Like, how do you even do that? Like, wh- how do you know? Like, like, do you just, like, have, like, a an awareness of the world outside the domain even when you're in it and like all of your you know visual stimuli are like this you know pocket dimension that you create for your domain like you can't see outside Mm -hmm. like how do you know how far to go like how do you know how far to move it how do you move it i'm just like asking like so many questions about that one line of dialogue did he shift his barriers coordinates and like kashimo is saying it like it's like something that's just like a thing you know and it obviously is a thing but yeah, and it's just like, damn, it's like, what the fuck? Did we know this before? It made me, like, want to go back and read the series again, because I'm like, right. no, no, I like, what is this? Yeah, I was, like, so thrown off by that. Yeah, the fact think... that he shifted the co- the coordinates of his barrier to drop him into the sea, hoping it would act as, like, a conductor for his cursed energy, being that it acts like electricity, was definitely a brilliant-ass move. And yeah. um, that's always one of my favorite things inside of Jujutsu Kaisen's combat is, like, the super high intelligent levels, intelligence levels of the combatants, you know, yeah. obviously, mm-hmm. and then the high tier like tactical fucking maneuvers in the fights. Yeah, um, always love to toes. see it so much. Yeah. Reminds me of fucking Hunter Hunter a lot, which yeah. is you know mm-hmm. we talked about a lot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, in some cases, fucking throws you for a loop, like you said. Like they can do this. Yeah. What the fuck. Yo. Yeah. Like not I even just, just Hunter Hunter too. Like I feel like I'll be hearing people say that this is what like JoJo. Oh, these no. are what like JoJo fights are like. What's up, Melo? I just realized. So like, if Hikari can use uh, Idle Death Gamble and shift the coordinates, that should apply to the colonies as well. And Kenjaku should be able to shift the coordinates. So if they do this thing where they get China to like nuke Japan 
What if he just <laughs> moves the coordinates at the oh last second and like incites like a world war? Because it like hits a different nothing. location than it hits was the wrong. To, like... It hits. It hits. It doesn't hit the targets that were wanted. You know. Yeah, I mean, it is and all so, barrier techniques at the end of the day. So. Yeah. So like anything that Hikari's domain could do, I assume can like not anything it can do, but like the basic abilities that any domain has been shown to do. Yeah. I assume that the colony itself can do because we've already had the whole thing where they enter a barrier and then they immediately get randomly teleported mm -hmm. so like movement and like spatial manipulation has already been touched on and it makes me think like where's the upper limit to that yeah could it could he temporarily like you know teleport all the con like contestants <laughs> contestants <laughs> uh, participants yeah. uh, out of the way out of harm's way and then send them somewhere else and like or right back where they were and be like yeah no you should survive at this point but you're gonna have to use like your cursed energy to like survive i don't know radiation like this is gonna call out the weak ones right the ones that don't have the stamina to like output cursed energy a hundred percent of the time right. to like survive the environment yeah um yeah. This shit is, so, it is wild, man. Hmm? Kashimo, man, <clears throat> so fucking beastly, dude. The fact that he, like, he's like, shit, I'm in the water now. I can either, like, shut my cursed energy off or, or fucking just let it get all released into the water. But the fact that he, like, stays underwater and uses his cursed energy to cause, like, a chemical reaction with the salt water that emits chlorine mm -hmm. gas mm -hmm. that knocks Hikari out while he's, like, hovering over the top, man. Mm -hmm. Super impressive, like adaptability within the fight, yeah. and um, and flexibility to cease from Kashimo and like a back against the wall type situation. What it yeah. what was the chemical reaction called? Electrolysis. 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 Okay. Mm -hmm. What was I? I was. Yeah. I swear to God, I was just talking about this in another. I think this was in Eden Zero, in like one of my like recent live reactions to Eden Zero. There's a similar situation going on. I don't. I can't remember exactly, but. Yeah, it was just like weird timing. But yeah, what the tightest thing about it is that he's like, I can release my curse energy until it's gone or shut it off until I return to land. And when I read that, I was like, okay, so he's probably going to keep his cursed energy on and just hope that Hikari falls into it so that he, like, they're all getting zapped. You know what I mean? But then, like, Hikari, you know, catches a ride on the fucking, uh, you know, cursed energy, like, you know, flying fish or whatever the fuck that shit is. Well, it's and just like, a random cursed spirit, right? That they're all in the water because they yeah, said that. Or yeah, that's what I mean. Honey has like yeah, the yeah. highest concentration of random cursed spirits. Right. right. That yeah, yeah. So like, okay. Hold on one second. So, I originally thought that Kashimo's plan was to keep his cursed energy on in the chance that Hikari would also fall in with him and then just get zapped. Because then, when you turn the page into when he hits the water, the electricity is buzzing. I was like, okay, so he definitely kept his cursed energy on. So he's like, but the Hikari is like, you know, not going to fall in because he's on the fish. Like, did he get outplayed? And then, no, the electrolysis like comes in and it's like, oh, he like totally planned that. And I was just like, it's like that kind of like, you don't know what's going to happen yet. Like never let like someone know your next move that I just like love about Jujutsu Kaisen combat. Because it's like, I totally thought that that was his plan was like, fuck it, keep the cursed energy on and hope he falls in. But it's like, no, he's going to fall in regardless of whether he jumps in the water or hitches a ride on this cursed 
on this cursed flying fish thing because of the electrolysis. And it's just like, oh my god, that's so five-headed. <laughs> Man, I just think it's crazy that, like, an ancient Hien-era sorcerer, like, knew about uh, chemical, like, the first chemical warfare gas, right? Like, that shit was made in, like, night, like, 1915. Yeah, didn't they call it, like, mustard gas or some shit? It's basically that. It was, it's the first war, it's the first major war crime in, like, the beginning of the industrialization of the military conflict. Yeah, I remember they used that, and then, like, afterwards, they were like, we gotta all agree to never do that again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that's how they felt about fucking flamethrowers. Yeah, they're well, like, oh, this gas. is using for terrain. Oh, that's cruel. I don't yeah. like this. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, all that shit, they're like, yeah, we gotta, that's a little too crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, it blew me away because I was like, they're old, you know? Like, how did they gain this knowledge? Or well, didn't like, how they say long that have they been around? Yeah. I thought it was stated that they got kind of like a knowledge dump. They did. When they were spawned back to real life, you know, kind of like a, a, a bridging knowledge dump from the time they were, you know, they kind of learned about everything. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say that. Time. Yeah, I was just going to say that, like, if you're an old sorcerer that's getting reincarnated in this time for the culling game, as soon as you're, like, reawakened, like, Kenjaku gives you, like, an info dump about, like, what you've missed since you've been gone, basically, like, what the state of the world is like, like, you know, specific, like, information that's going to be, like, the most valuable, you know, to you about the current times. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's crazy to think yeah. about, like, having, yeah. like, knowledge downloaded into you. Like, I know right. we've had the concept around forever, you know, the Matrix and stuff. I get it. I was it, just gonna like, say, yeah. But, like, that's crazy that, like, Kashimo is just like, hey, oh, I'm in the ocean? Yeah, okay, what do I know about the ocean? And because of that, like, fresh info dump, despite having so much information being, you know, transported to their brain, they're able to parse and, like, think of something that is actually practically useful. And, like, immediately I'm like, is it because it's all fresh? Like, how is your brain different yeah. due yeah. to Kenjaku's, like tampering right because yeah. i think about like things like halfway through our segment sometimes and i'm like yeah. how did i think of that Holy right crap. yeah i think it's a combination of because the information is fresh and they're just that built different you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying like these are you know like even back then even though yeah even though technology you know and and information wasn't you know at the level that it was back when these people were living you know regularly like they are still like the most like these are these are still some of the most like adept like smart people you know of their time so like you just put them you know into the future and give them all the information they need for the times and they'll they're still that you know frighteningly adept smart character that they were like 400 500 years ago which is like new information to deal with so I mean, it's it's yeah. a little bit like Sakamoto, you know, and do using like mechanical pencils. Mm -hmm. Nothing is truly safe in the hands of a weaponized mind. Yeah, like, there you go. And Kashimo is such a smoke smoke demon that he's just like, I want to fight Sakuna. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I bet you have a lot of murder on your mind, bud. Like. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> and just like the personality of Kashimo is just like so cool throughout this entire fight. Like every time he thinks he's got, you know. Hakari dead to rights. He's got this like look. Like 
I don't know how to explain the look, but like he always just like looks at his opponent like I fucking killed you. Yeah, it's over. It's another Tuesday. Like it was a good fight, but like I'm Kashimo. You know what I'm you saying? Try. And like yeah, like and in this one on like page fifteen. So now the round ends and he's killable again and he just like floats like down in front of Kashimo and Kashimo just this look on that top left panel, you know, and then even the bottom panel, but it's been fun. Like I don't know. I That's feel like another yeah example of him like looking through the hole that you were talking about last review type shit yeah yeah like he's always like got like i don't it's really hard for me to explain but that it's thousand just, like, yard stare yeah it's just such a cool fucking like character to just be like so confident in your ability to murder people and like you mm. like like it just says so much about how many fights this dude has been in you know what i mean like how many people has kashimo like actually killed you know what i mean it's just like such a a chilling like vibe that I get from his character just in the art of his facial expressions and in certain moments because throughout this whole entire fight like Gege has been dedicating like multiple panels for this kind of moment you know what I mean like for Kashimo's character and it just makes him feel that much better as a character and just like more yeah. threatening as like a, a force of nature in yeah. the in the calling game like he definitely feels like that because the only times he is like truly expressive in showing any emotion and like joy or just like amusement is when he's trying to hurt someone. Right. Like every other time he's just like, like coldly dispassionate, like, ah, well, you've been weighed, you've been measured and you've been found lacking. Like, yeah. Next. Yeah. Like, type shit. Yeah. And it's just like so cool and yeah. cold blooded. Yeah. He's like, terrifying. Gage really knows how to craft a, like, threatening, like, imposing, confident character. Yeah. I think it's interesting we've talked about the whole, um, like, breakdown on poisons as a way to kill a sorcerer. I know it's been touched on before, yeah. like, through the, like, the 13, like, blood brothers, you know? The 13 cursed Was children. it 13? I thought it was 9. Nine, ah, yeah, the curse womb death it's, paintings it's, it's, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you have you have Choso yeah. and, and and Urame at the end of Shibuya where he he hit her with the fucking like piercing blood, and then like mm -hmm. it went into the hand, and then like she effortlessly blocked it, but then minutes later she starts coughing up blood like poison. Goddamn, and it's like we know you got reverse curse technique, so it's like how is that yeah. fucking you up? But then we also have like, um, we have the uh, hidden hidden inventory like Gojo flashback arc where he like they came mm -hmm. out of the star plasma stuff and like it was like weeks later and Gojo was like hey I got this like mental floss thing going where like I can keep my limitless on at all times while like cleaning my brain to make sure that I can like keep this shit going at all times now the only thing I need to figure out is how to like you know discern what's poison and what's not because that's like you know a really like major thing when it comes to regenerative healing powers inside of reverse mm -hmm. curse techniques so it's like i gotta figure that out next you know what i mean like they've they've s subtly touched on you know just how powerful poison is even to high tiers in this series um it makes me think about um how it gives me hope for nobara right mm -hmm. Because of how they're talking about how as long as the brain stays intact and you can think, you can heal from that. And yeah, she got like basically shot through the eye. Mm -hmm. um, but like, there's a chance because the during like the special inventory that you mentioned, yeah. he was talking about like, oh, I don't understand how um, the reverse curse technique until this moment, the near the moment of my death 
So like that's right. a point and that's one one tick. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about like the person and the person in the flashback is like, oh yeah, I get the feel for it now. And then when like Nobaro is fighting the cursed womb paintings, they're like, oh, I've got the feel for it now. Tick two. And now we have Hikari's like oh, this kind of level of, like, regenerative ability can be subconscious? Boom. Now we have the three ticks, and I feel like eventually Nobara might be making, like, a surprise showing sometime near the end of this arc or, like, middle of this arc when things need to be shaken up a little bit. Yeah, I definitely think Nobara, like, is going to have, like, a super epic entrance into the calling game at some point. I don't know which colony she'll show up in or... Maybe she doesn't participate in the culling game at all, and maybe we just get like a well. I feel like I feel like you don't um you don't reveal that she's still alive in the culling game arc if you don't have her participate. I want to say maybe, but I saw someone talking about like a really cool idea on Twitter. I think is where I saw it, where like her grandma or like her guardian, like back in the boonies, you know what I mean? Like heard about Shibuya, like pulled up and was like, "You sorcerers are." Fuck you, city! You city motherfuckers are getting my 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 granddaughter killed or some shit. I'm taking her back to the sticks. You know what I'm saying? You could tell everybody that she died if you want, but like this ain't what this ain't what we thought it was going to be. You guys are wiling over here. This is a way bigger situation than I thought I was sending. You know my my granddaughter to, and I'm and I'm just taking her back to the crib. And I think it would be cool if like to get a break from the action, we could you know travel over there just to get that information. If that is the way that it was going to be written or whatever, I really liked that idea. But then at the same time, it's like man. Do you really just like take a break from the culling game to show that and then like not have her pull up to it eventually? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I feel like she definitely. And also, it's like, man, if we finish this entire arc with no mention of Nobara, it's like, how am I going to feel about that? It's like, you're going to wait yeah. till the end of the arc before you like give us like any kind of like confirmation. I feel like she has to pull up eventually. I'm expecting it now that yeah. like we've had this yeah. kind of talk about like the brain and reversed curse technique and like how hikari is able to you know regenerate we've kind of had a couple establishments of that kind of stuff so like yeah. i'm expecting it now um because like jujutsu kaisen's full of those throwaway comments yeah or like it there's it, it like hikari's domain you know a lot of things get lost in that giant plug of information each and every time and i'm like wait a second yep Yep. Starts is, to connect. I was like, oh, when is this offhanded so dialogue going to come back to impact things significantly? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel it. Um, and like, you know, Gage can do the slow roll. Like, I yeah. didn't realize that this entire fight was basically a JoJo reference. It's oh, like, really? Because like Yato was talking about it in Discord, and he mentions like, yeah, no, like the whole dumping Kashimo in the ocean. Uh, basically is like how Josuke from Diamond is Unbreakable defeated Red Hot Chili Pepper Mm. um, Akira Atoishi in Jojo's Bizarre Adventures. Sorry, spoilers. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's also reminiscent of uh, Moral versus Laol in the Chimera Anto, too. Yes! Absolutely! I felt that, too, with the the monoxide part. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was so good. That was like one of uh, my favorite parts of like the chimera. you know the pre-invasion Chimera Antarctica. Mm-hmm. I love that, and so like there's that, and then you know like how Star Platinum pops up the stands. They do like the flurry of blows, and I was like thinking about like last chapter. I'm like, oh, when they were bunch punching the you know 
contain like giant container shipping container back and forth Mm -hmm. that was because they were doing that same sort of like flurry too and then having this like red hot chili pepper into the ocean kind of solution i was like oh wait this has been a reference like the entire time all like the musical poses and everything oh man yeah like juicing out on cursed energy and it's just like i mean he was like you had the moment where he's just like uh, yeah, he's like, he's got the Hisoka moment. He's doing a lot of these kind of like yeah. poses and shit like that. Yeah, when the totally Molly kicks in, oh, when man. the Molly kicks in, yeah, <laughs> funny as hell. Oh man, yeah, I saw somebody. Uh, I saw somebody online earlier today say that uh, Kashimo is like so broken that not even Sukuna could like survive the brain zap or whatever uh, from Kashimo mm. and shit. And I was just like, damn, like, and I, I thought about oh, it. I was Lord. like, could Sukuna? Survive something like, like you want to just say it's Sukuna, so of course, but like they did make a pretty big deal about talking about like what kind of feat it was that Hakari did, you know, react the way he did when his brain was about to be exploded and how he expelled the cursed energy out of his nose and whatnot because the mm-hmm. it, the infinite cursed energy was flowing and the reverse curse technique was automatic and how Sukuna, um, for all we know, doesn't have you know that capability or whatever but at the end of the day it's like he's got to plant these fucking charges on sakuna with his bare hands first mm, <laughs> and it's good, like good. no <laughs> you get diced like you yeah don't. i don't i don't think i don't think kashimo even like gets you know um a situation where he can place charges on sakuna in the first place oh. so like even if sakuna doesn't have the infinite reverse curse technique brokenness you know that hakari has here it's like i still just don't think that kashimo can meet the conditions to even zap him you know what I mean? Like, Sukuna is so confident in his speed that he told Jogo, if you land even one hit on me, I'll fuck with you. <laughs> and Jogo didn't land a single hit no. on Sukuna. And Jogo's speed is, like, not nothing to sneeze at, bro. Like, yeah. he was fucking flexing on all of them coming out of Dagon's domain. And sure, they were tired, weak, and it was basically element of surprise. But at the end of the day, that motherfucker was still zip-zapping around with a projection sorcerer yeah. on the loose. So, mm-hmm. Old man Fushiguro, yeah. Yeah, so it's like I mean, old man Zenny. Yeah, 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 Nabito, yeah, yeah. And it's like, sure, Nabito was tired and nerfed. He only had one arm, yada, yada. There was a line of dialogue still, that specifically he's so said he's, he's not as tight as he, as he would be with two hands and whatnot, whatever. But still, like, I don't think that Kashimo is going to be able to put these charges on Sukuna enough to fucking conjure the lightning bolt in the first place. So, well, no. <laughs> do you think that his original plan was to have the Nyoibo staff and basically have Sukuna in between him and the staff yeah, sure. and be like, I don't need to touch you. It would be really nice, but like, I know you'll dice everything when assert within like a general radius. Yeah, I think Maybe Kashimo goes to I think. I think Kashimo goes to aim the fucking staff at Sukuna at Sakuna and just fucking loses the arm. <laughs> and probably the staff. Probably get and probably get else, cleave yeah. cleave for the arm, dismantle for the staff, all one swoop, you're turned into fucking Roblox. Well, like I could totally see. No, that. he was he was talking about the move he just hit Hikari with where he's just between the staff and like oh, he sure. kind of brings the charge back through him. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, he had Hakari in that situation and fucking aimed it through his fucking, like, ribs or whatever. So it it's like, why not just fucking zap, go for the brain every single time when you're doing this zap technique? You know what I mean? So, I mean, oh, obviously, I don't he think couldn't... it was the same technique. 
or I mean, it's yeah, like, like, like where he hit the brain. Yeah, was like a separate thing from him, like drawing the curse, the accumulated cursed energy within the staff back to himself. Right. So what I'm saying is that, like, if in the regular circumstances where he's throwing hands with you and placing the positive charges on you, that is when he tried to blow up Hakari's brain. But then after he recovered from that, Hakari just fucking steamrolled him, you know, with combos or whatever, and he never put any new positive charges on him. But then the Nyoibo staff recall, you know, zapped him through, like, the ribs or whatever. And it's like, like, did that not go to the, the head or the brain or whatever because it's, like, on the ground and, like, the height of the staff you know, combined with Hakari's height, just, like, put the current, like, at the ribs or whatever. It's like if 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 Kashimo wanted to try the same thing against Sakuna, he would have to be trying to target the brain because he's not going to put the positive charges on him in hand-to-hand -hand combat, I promise you that right now. So mm -hmm. if he did try to recreate those circumstances that allowed him to zap Hakari from far away with the recall with the staff behind him, it's like, how is that current going to reach the brain if it's following, like, a, a path that the top of it is just the height of the staff in the ground. You'd have to like place the staff like high enough to where the trajectory could even like go through Sakuna's like head or whatever. And that's just like a lot of conditions to like meet to like try to get yeah. this brain zap off on Sakuna. And I just don't think Sakuna is going to give him the opportunity to do any of that. <laughs> Ashimo was kind of crouched down. I think yeah. it just has to do with like you said, the fact that the staff is in the ground, kind of leaning, and yeah. Ashimo is crouch down it seems like the pathing is like to his hands kind of yeah so he's like kind of crouched low his hands are even with hakari's abdomen which is why that's the pathing path it takes I think. oh sure so you think that even if the staff was like barely poking out of the ground if kashimo's hand is at your head the 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 current the will the current will meet him at his hand and then go through the head sure okay Something like that. Okay. Yeah, that's I, cool. I had a double page spread. Yeah, that's tight. Last chapter, yeah, up, sixteen and seventeen. You can see, yeah, you know, better okay. what's kind of going on. Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I yeah, he could try I to get Sakuna like that. You know what I'm saying? He could definitely try right. to to blow his brains out like that. But at the same time, it's like, man, <sighs> is Sakuna is Sakuna falling for that? I don't know. The head is small. The you head know? is like, small. It's easy to miss. Like yeah. I think that he. Was you know what? Fuck it. I'll just go for the torso. He's not going to survive this. That I don't need to. Answer. I don't need to flex flex on him. Yeah. Winning's enough. Mm -hmm. And I think he just went for the body blow on Hikari because he's like, well, you're mobile, so like, yeah. I might as well go for the biggest target and hope for the best. Right. Plus, he had to like time the invincibility, like wearing out and whatnot. There was like a whole mm -hmm. lot of like stimuli involved and a whole lot of calculations to make. And yeah, and Kashimo definitely, you know, can seems to be able to pull off whatever he needs to in a fight, but. As far as like getting the brain zap on Sakuna, I feel like that's quite a tall order. <laughs> but but yeah, so he uh, he grabs Hikari here at the end and just discharges at all of his cursed energy. It looks like maybe like big explosion of electricity under the water. Yeah, which is crazy because it's like when when we before the electrolysis stuff, it's like Hikari was floating over the fucking ocean. And the, the energy was being discharged out. Who knows how long he was, like, floating up there before the electrolysis hit him and he, like, fell into the into the ship. But it's yeah. like, damn, I thought, like, all of your shit was being, like, sucked out of you. How do you still have this much at this point? You know what I mean? Like, to... Because they're underwater the whole time after Hikari falls in 
and like is his cursed energy still being shot out or did he like after hikari like fell after he knew that the electrolysis was affecting him did he like shut off his shit at that moment because he figured the fight was over then hikari discharged it out of his nose again and started fighting him again and then he's like okay i can turn it back on for this moment <coughs> it looks like that's actually exactly what's happening yeah i think that is pretty much what's happening because mm -hmm. on page 13 too we get this bottom left panel where the narration says <clears throat> you know what about chlorine being the first deadly poison mm -hmm. it says uh while suppressing cursed energy leak there it is possible mm -hmm. kashimo used electrolysis uh on the seawater to generate the chlorine gas so, yeah mm -hmm. and then like you said i think when he drops in he probably cuts it off completely because he figures the fight's over his yep. brain is dead yep from the uh poison gas yep and uh, then Hakari turns the fuck up and just wow. Yep, yep. Well, <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, okay, I'm... you're still alive. All right, fuck it. This one's for all the marbles." <laughs> Boom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they talk about depend on the concentration of the exposure. It like it can be fatal within like just a few minutes. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't imagine it was long, just because the fights always, you know, things things move quickly within these fights. I can't imagine. Oh, yeah. It was any more than maybe 30, 40 seconds long enough for, you know, Hikari to be like, okay, he's been under there kind of a yeah, kind of long time. I mean, he could be still be holding his breath, but like, what's yeah. he doing with his cursed energy? And then all of a sudden he's like, hey, oh, what the f oh, oh, falls in. Yeah. Yeah. It's um apparently it can kill you in five minutes. Oh, like straight up kill you. But then otherwise, other symptoms include like blisters, rashes, blinding, like tear decks turning on you, uh, nausea, vomiting, like it causes you to throw up pretty quickly. Damn. Um, I mean, shoot, it's it's a nasty business. Like, yeah, that shit's fucked up. Kashima doesn't play around. The thing that know. I thought was super weird was um, page 12. It's it's the flying fish monster that they have going on. It's got that fate weird face like terraformers, you know? Terraformers. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got that face. I don't like that face. Yeah. It's just a, it's just, a, it's just a face on a fish. I don't yeah. like it. I saw a fucking um, um Easter Island at first, but yeah, it's definitely a lot more like Terraform Mars now that you say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ew. If there's a series called um, Omniscient Viewpoint of the Reader. I believe it's a Korean series. It's on Webtoons. I, I think, think I've heard of that. Omniscient um, Reader is how I've heard of it. Yeah. Honestly, I really like it. Um, but they have this scene where like people are like, let's escape off off, off the island. We need to get off this thing. And just giant sea creatures come up. And I'm like, yeah, you're, you're in a Battle Royale game. It's, a, like, it's video game rules. The water is dangerous. <laughs> Don't go into the water. Like Yeah. Yeah, straight up. So I wonder what happens next, because it's like... That's a big explosion. Yeah, and like Hikari's... Hold on, how much time we got left on this? Um, right this before jackpot. he grabs him, he said five seconds. He said, do I go up to the surface or what? Yeah. Five seconds left. Nope, I'm just about to turn up on it. Yeah, and so I think Kashimo also knows, you know, has obviously a really good idea of how much time is left because he was able to time the exact point of it ending last time to do the the Nyoibo zap. But um so I think that Kashimo blows it up at the very end of that, you know, 5 seconds. So it's like damn and 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 Hakari barely survived the last time he timed this perfectly. You know what I mean with the, you know, he barely survived that. So like I don't know that he I don't know, it seemed like 
he might have timed it perfectly. I wouldn't put it past him, but it seemed to me like it just happened to be at the right point in time. Unless, you know, he very could he very well could have timed it perfectly. Yeah. But it, it was like uh Kashima retrieved, you know, cursed energy as electrical feedback along the chosen route through Hikari, and Hikari's round ended at that moment. Yep. You know, and, and, and Kashimo definitely timed that. You know what I'm saying? Because Kashimo was like, I gotta figure out what's I gotta figure out how to get through this four minutes and eleven seconds of immortality. So like that felt like a super five headed play from Kashimo back then in that chapter. And so this well, one, he was Yeah. Well, he was on the energy like I'll just kill you while you're unkillable. So I don't even know if he was trying to time it. I think it just seemed more like a little bit like happenstance. Oh. But he very well could be right and he could have timed it perfectly. Yeah, but I mean like okay, like let's say he did time it perfectly, then I I definitely think that he's doing that again right now then. But if it was yeah. by chance the first time, then I think that it would be weird if by chance again he caught him at the moment of his immortality ending. I, I think it just feels better if he's just timing it himself. But um but yeah, I guess we don't I guess we don't know for sure. But yeah, it's Man. either the time thing or he's like again in this chapter just like I'm gonna grab him right now and just release everything because he's whooping my ass underwater right now and I can't, you know, block his cursed energy um imbued attacks as well while I'm trying to suppress my shit. Right. Because he said that himself after he got the kick. He's like, fuck, I can't block his attacks while while I'm fucking suppressing my shit, you know, similar to Nan, obviously. Right, right. Oh, yeah, uh, man. Uh, I think the explosion is because of the electricity stuff, because um, doesn't electrolysis, like, change the, the composition? So if he does enough of his, like, cursed energy, and he seems to be able to manipulate it pretty well, so if he's able to, like, do anything that causes, like, hydrogen and oxygen the like h2o to like separate those are always going to be like explosives because that's how we get like anything with hydrogen really is very explosive to be honest yeah yeah um yeah it's crazy because like as when hikari like comes out of the um you know comes out of his little like unconsciousness like floating you know like where kashimo thinks he's dead on on page 15 he comes out of that it's another you know situation where hikari is just landing back-to-back -back blows without any reciprocation from kashimo so he hasn't put any like new charges on him you know from like hand-to-hand -hand combat or whatever so he's literally just grabbing him and then shooting his his cursed energy out directly from his body and since it's underwater it's being like amplified or whatever you're talking about with the electrolysis and shit mellow and whatnot so it's i don't think it's like a direct zap to hikari it's a direct zap to the water that is mm -hmm. surrounding hikari and therefore would have to be like a bigger explosion since it's like not concentrated and i feel like hikari could just survive this easy even though it's like a huge you know spectacle i feel like this is still for some reason my mind is telling me that it's not as you know damaging as you know like a mm. point blank zap after placing charges or something it's still a really good move, in my opinion, because, yeah. like, he's like, well, you know, I've directly attacked your brain. I've attacked your brain. I've literally poisoned you to death, attacking your brain indirectly. I've tried to, like, pull lightning straight through your rib cage, God of Thunder style. Yeah. What else do I need to do? Do I just need to make sure that, like, like Lobo, not a single drop of blood of you remains? Like, what do I have to do to kill your ass? Yeah, that's broken. Lobo can regenerate from a single drop of blood. That's mm -hmm. fucking nuts. 
Just... And he's just like, fine, I won't leave you a body to regenerate with. Cool, I'm gonna explode the whole damn thing. And maybe yeah. the impact is like concentrated or or de de lessened because it's all underwater right yeah like, i'm thinking of like a situation where like the force of the explosion is like pushing hikari like away from like any real damage because of like the water and like buoyancy and shit and it's just like putting himself away from like the kill radius of this gigantic zap uh, i'm just really just crossing my fingers and hoping hikari survives this is this me reaching or logic that will keep Hikari alive in this situation because otherwise it feels like if his fucking invincibility just ran out at the time that he made this explosion it's like how does how does Hikari even survive this I feel like he's gonna be blown to fucking smithereens he still you know? hasn't used a door yeah you know? he, he still hasn't, hasn't any used of the like stuff raw technique shit yeah so part of me is just like does he just, like, walk out of a container and be like, whew, dodge that bullet? <laughs> Yo, what if, like, he uses his, like, since he hasn't used his actual curse technique this entire fight, what if he survives this because he actually chose to use his technique this time? To, like, mm. block whatever it is that Kashimo is doing. I think that that would be really cool because it's like, what, what are you saving it for? Back-to-back, <laughs> like, like back-to-back like, back Hikari is dead cliffhangers and he doesn't use his technique either means... He can't doesn't have access to it for one reason or another while he's in invincibility mode, which could be a thing, I guess. Um, or it's you're saving it for this moment. <laughs> yeah, as a preference or something yeah. like that. And yeah. I just he's supposed to be like he and Utah are both supposed to be like Gojo's generational replacement. And so part of me really wants it to be. Like, I want him to succeed. I want him to survive and, like, maybe not beat him, at least run away. Yeah. You know? Like, I want both of them to live. I'm not even gonna... I'm not gonna hold you Same. Up. No. Yeah. But if one of them has to die, I don't want it to be Hikari. <laughs> no. Yeah. Hikari has, what, bronze doors, silver doors, and gold doors? I think so. So, copper and silver are two of the best conductors of electricity. So maybe if he'd use some doors to surround himself in a little box of Dude, doors, yes, he could, you know, he could separate himself from the electrified water. You are on to something. If he uses the the gold, gold is like the most conductive, right? Yeah, it says silver is. It says pure silver is the best conductor. Okay, um, of electricity. Yeah, so like if he like constructed some doors around him to block this electro, you know, um this uh discharge that kashimo uses yeah. at the end and then like the doors like aren't touching him but they're like you know a, you know like a couple like inches like away from his body on all sides then all the electricity goes to the doors and then the force of the explosion just sends him out of the water and he doesn't actually take any electro damage because of the doors that would be so fucking tight if we got the explanation for it like the way you said eagle i totally think you're onto something right now <laughs> silver gold silver gold oh, yeah. and copper are basically like top three conductive metals so yeah that's a prediction yeah that's a that is that is a a very cool prediction yeah, now i, I can't wait even more <laughs> i know right uh, i definitely don't want to see hikari die he's definitely become one of my favorite characters very fast i love him spent with him yeah since his introduction, right but i want to see him have like nice cute interactions with Karara a little more because I'm like yeah. there's like they had like yeah. a nice glimpse of their like you know interactions and I want to see 
I just want to see a little more of that. Yeah. Just a little more screen time, and then maybe you can tragically kill him. I get it. I get it. It's a story. Dude, I haven't heard anybody talk about, like, the fact that Hakari's doors are, you know, bronze, silver, and gold, and how that can interact with Kashimo's lightning. It's, you're just, like, there's so many stimuli, like, in the fight, like, that you have to pay attention to, and that, like, mm-hmm. attracts your attention and whatnot, like, yeah. and since he hasn't used the technique, you know, the entire time, it's easy to just, like, kind of, like, slip the mind. I bet you maybe somebody has said something somewhere, but I feel like I'd be, like, in the conversations a lot, and it's like, no one has brought that up yet. I cannot wait to see if that's a thing, and if that is, you fucking killed the game on that, Jesus. I feel like that's the only way it has to go. I feel like that literally mm. has to be what's happening here. <laughs> like, dead serious. Like, that is such a cool thought, idea, whatever. Oh, man, I've never... Well, I'm not going to say I've never been more excited for the next Jujutsu Kaisen chapter, but, like, what a prediction. Great call. Yeah. yeah. I think that's about all I had for this chapter, though. Yeah, I think I'm good, too. <clears throat> Same. All right. Well, I think we can go ahead and get into the last chapter of the night. Chapter 357 of Seven. Wounded Hero burning bright and true it's a great chapter major yeah i liked at the beginning of the chapter how we had uh i thought it was funny as fuck how we had all um all for one having like all my ptsd yeah he he hasn't felt actual danger since then he's like ah wounded heroes are always the scariest and then we get this badass like fucking i feel like we got a few of these like really berserk-esque panels of endeavor this chapter man like these really mm-hmm. guts-esque they are kind of berserky yeah mm-hmm. you know, especially the one on uh page seven bro like of him just screaming like that yeah with some straight berserk shit i thought like yeah. that's the first thing that came to mind when i saw that panel yeah plus with the glowing like you know like white eyes or whatever with Ooh. the like huge like yeah yeah it's like very eclipsy you know like when he chops his fucking arm out of the demon's mouth to get to casca yeah, like that panel it's super iconic panel from the eclipse yeah i could feel that there dude i i love the callback page for page two where he's gathered because he's got a stump right yeah. he is using just creating this vortex of fire yeah. right where his stump is and like yeah. He's going literal fire punch, man. This how this how <laughs> this how Shanks is gonna is gonna steal off you with hockey when we finally see hey, him fight. Oh. <laughs> hey, but he blitzed the fuck out of all for one, bro. He yeah. was in his face expeditiously, yeah. bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he got right up in there, and then Hawks, you're too slow. With the point, Yo, but he's the loving it. Hawks, man, seeing that panel of Hawks was just so melancholy because we just. Look at his ragged ass, tattered wings. ass, baby chick ass wing, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's a he man, he's a shell of what he used to be. Yeah, for real. He's it's so sad. fucked up. And for like like a character based off like Angel from X-Men, I was just thinking is like how important having those wings, period, would be. It'd be right. like I don't know if I like if I had wings and I lost them, it would be like losing my legs. Yeah. You know, I'd mm-hmm. be like, how would I feel about that? And like the fact that you know, the war has taken basically his legs, 
he's still doing it. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's great. I love that, like, Endeavor, you know, missing an arm, overheating, is just like, you know what? We're going all out. I don't expect to live. Let's, you know, we came here to do the damn job. Let's do it. Yes. Um, and I think even with, like, the title of the chapter itself is, like, the first time we really acknowledged um, Endeavor acting as a hero, right? Like, throughout the series, we've always had him in a pretty negative light outside, like, you know, a few mentoring things and, like, ah, I am a regretful adult in my middle-aged cell life. And it's just, like, cool, but, like, are you going to be better? And he's like, I, I, I hope to atone. I, I want to atone. You know, this is this is my path. And, like, the path to atonement isn't easy, nor right. is it kind or caring. And, like... I think that, like, this is his hero moment. Like, the fact that he's always been chasing the shadow of all for one, never reaching it, and in this chapter, he's like, oh, you give me the same feeling of danger as all for one. All like, Might. He's... All, all might. might. Yeah, sorry. All... <sighs> That's the I, I, I waited for you to do it a second time. I was <laughs> like, wait, could he be still talking about All for One, or did he mean All Might? And yeah, then he I said All for might. One again, and I was like, no, he means All <laughs> Might for it's sure. It's the names. Yeah, it's like, it's for tough. All, all for One. All, all Might. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. <clears throat> but yeah, no, like, AFO's really scared of him. There we go. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, like, Endeavor's, like, feeling the true comparison of, like, being All Might, even having, like, the, you know, the Camino. uh fist pose thing going on and i'm like hey you did it and you're having a terrible time you're finally a hero but you're having a terrible time yeah good yeah. for you i think the uh the grit determination and like sense of self that we see from you know endeavor this chapter and kind of the previous one has been like great to see you know him finally somewhat uh conquering his inner demon um after so long you know maybe now that he's finally kind of address the true issue within himself he can actually start to make some real progress in mending the outer you know bridges that he's burned in, with his wrongdoings in terms of his family and his public image and all that all yeah. that other kind of shit right? seems like there's less holding him back from like being like the number one hero that he always wanted himself to be right because it's like he is here doing doing this right now, putting in the work, you know what I mean? And I like what you said about him, like, kind of, like, having these new convictions inside of himself and his sense of self and, and all that that you were saying. And I feel like now it's, like, the kind of the blinders are off and he can kind of just do what he's always needed to do. And he's yeah. he's doing it. He's doing yeah. it, boy. Yeah. I like, you know, I hope, I hope to see some good things from Endeavor going forward, if he survives the fight, that is, right? Because yeah. um, mm -hmm. I always have kind of rooted for him as a character to to get that that redemption and and you know become a good person you know, yeah. if that makes sense man and also what the fuck when since when does this man have heat vision i mean like hey if if his if his quirk is fire like obviously like he can shoot it out of his feet he can shoot it out of his hands he can shoot it out of like in 360 degrees in the prominence burn and things like that yeah it's like, if they just wanted to wait to let us know that he could also shoot it out of his eyes, that's fine. Has he really been in a situation where he needs to? I don't really think so. But now that he's doing it, I, like, I remember thinking, like, damn, when did he get heat? Like, when did he get this? And I was like, oh, it's probably, was just, it's probably was just, like, always there. And, like, just, like, now you're showing it to us or I'm whatever. I'm sure it's really hard on the eyes. 
Yeah, and it's got to hurt a ton too. Yeah. Oh my god. Are his like eyes last bleeding? ditch thing. Yeah. Like, I want to see his eyes after. His eyes look fucked on twelve. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. On page like ten, even. Like, oh yeah, you can see a little on ten too. Yeah. Yeah, his eyes do not look great. He's like, I did it because I couldn't afford you touching me. Yeah. Like that's only reason. Yeah. Um, it seems broken too. There's probably got to be like a, an intense physical recoil yeah. caveat attached to it. Yeah. Price things like a motherfucker. Yeah. Um, the part that I thought was really interesting on page ten, he's talking about like, um. The future is a path for the young, a path of so many branching choices. And the part that he gets nostalgic is a scene that he was literally there for when Shoto took or retook the license test and he got to show off his quirk and show like like a very benign side of his quirk entertaining children. And I think that resonated with Endeavor way more than he ever let on initially. And he's like, man, that's who I probably should have been. Like, this kid's already beaten me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. my kid's a better ki person than I am. Straight up, from this interaction alone, I'm just like, when did I become so jaded? That kind of moment. You know, mm -hmm. when you take a step back and you're like, outside of doing what I feel like I have to do, what have I done that's, like, kind or open or, like, yeah. not the job? Right, yeah, this guy's yeah. a workaholic in his middle, in like it, it, during a middle life crisis, and he's like really looking at you know his son is in like a like a nostalgic light, like he's like you know what I'm probably gonna allow, not live very long, but like my legacy wasn't all that bad. Yeah, like at least there is like the bright spots. Oh um, yeah. One is it just me or is this is this like on page ten you know in the panel where mm -hmm. we get my past won't stand in their way. Why does it feel like Todoroki's like older? I think he's I think like looking at yeah, I think I think this is like his future vision of the next generation. Yeah. And he's like, like I can't. It seems like Todoroki's kinda older and everybody else back here is kinda like older yeah. a little bit. Their costumes kinda seem a little different. Yeah. yeah. I remember you can see mm -hmm. you can see like the um wrist guards on Bakugo. They're more streamlined, like yeah. a classic like tear yeah, gas grenade, as opposed to like yeah. a, like a like like a pineapple, old school like debris grenade. Mm -hmm. You know, fragmentation. So I, I, yeah. yeah, 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 that old pineapple style. Yeah. Um, so I remember. That, and you can even see like Deku's like cape is repaired. You can see the mm -hmm. seam where it's super tattered and was like this half cowl, mm. and he's added back onto it. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, I see that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where his outfit looks clean, I really like, um, you know, our Crimson Riot, our Red Riot kind of counterpart looking like his, uh, you know, um, original, like, mentor figure, his yeah. idol. Crimson, Crimson Riot. Riot. And Crimson I'm like, Riot, yeah, the, co yeah. the coat, man, yeah. it's like, I love it. Yeah, this is definitely, like, his, like, you know, future site for, like, the next generation. It's like, I can't prevent that from happening, you know? And then he, like, sees them, you know, graduated in the future, older, like, being the next generation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's definitely what it is. I remember when this uh, panel came out in the spoilers on the timeline, people, this panel kind of, like, shook the streets up a little bit. They were like, are they older? Is this, I don't know, I don't know what they thought it was, but I don't yeah. think anybody, like, realized that this was, like, a mental 
you know like image of projection yeah like from from endeavor or whatever at the time because it was literally just like this panel in a vacuum or whatever and so people were mm -hmm. like holy shit what does this mean and it's like oh damn even me for a second i was like wait a minute are we what is going on yeah. i don't think i don't think i was like thinking like did we get a time skip or like anything like that maybe madness. yeah like maybe maybe some people did think that i don't know but i remember people were making a commotion about this panel in the spoilers when they came out I just dig the fact that, like, if you look, zoom in on Bakugo's head, his, like, the little tassels that he had for his bandana have become, like, braids. And so they look like wicks with the tufts of yeah, hair sticking yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. long hair Bakugo, yeah. I don't know why I, like, when I saw that, I noticed that, too, and I was like, they look like Chinese finger traps. And it's just like, no, they're fucking wicks, dude. He's a fucking bomb guy. He's yeah, it's a br he got braided <laughs> hairs into a wick, and I'm yeah. like, that's, that's aesthetic, baby. I love yeah. that stuff. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, there's, yeah, this is, that was a great spot. On Bakugo's costume for sure, the the wicks and then mm -hmm. also the tear gas kind of like the change in his grenade design on his yeah. wrist. Yeah. yeah, less lethal. So good. I want to. It almost makes me want to go back to the last time we saw him and and look what his grenade things look like now, just to yeah. confirm. Yeah. This is I was just good. thinking that too. Let me know in the comments because. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying um, to I'm trying to see that shit. But yeah, he fucking grabs this motherfucker, bear hugs him, and prominence burns himself. The splash page is like so like. You know, obviously it's just like filled with a bunch of like stark whites or whatever, but it's like effective mm -hmm. with like, you know, the burn and the focal point and whatnot. And then like, you know, the screen tones and like the particle effects of the explosion along like the outer um, perimeters or closer to the to the edges of the of the page and whatnot. I just like I turned into that and I was like, yeah, I feel that heat. <laughs> I feel that heat. And then you turn the page and he's just like crumbling into dust. And I was like, oh shit, they got his ass for real. And then it's like, we've already confirmed that he doesn't have hyper regen. And I was like, we got him. <laughs> and then you turn the fucking page and it's like, nah. Because a because a because a wounded villain is just as scary as a wounded hero. And it's like, oh no, you brought it back to that. And it's like totally time for a line of dialogue like that at the end of the chapter it's just like perfect mm -hmm. loop back to the beginning like you know because we're like because i was at the beginning of the chapter i was like man this dude is uh, you know he's like oh he's scared now he remembering that all might yep the, don't don't fuck with a you know a wounded animal you know what i'm saying a k like a, a cornered animal or whatever is is a lot more vicious and shit like you always hear shit like that or whatever and it's like yeah when it's applied to the hero it's like yeah you better count your better count your, your your days all for one but it's like oh no he's wounded and backed into a corner too and it's like you could totally apply mm. that to him as well and he does at the oh, end uh, and i'm like oh kohei that's so good <laughs> i think it's crazy that like because like the i'm really happy with this reveal and how it works because it touches on like what a lot of people complain to be the pothole of airy and overhaul and so like shigaraki ruined overhaul crate he doesn't, uh, and like, he got rid of overhaul, but he stole those bullets, and I've been waiting for those bullets to come into play for so long. The quirk erase, the, the it's not even quirk erasing bullets; they're just time reversal bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, and like, so applying, and I love that he's using them as a buff, 
because he's been so fucked up being like a blind potato head. Like, they gave him back his eyes. He used the entire stockpile of bullets to go back in time to when he's in a much better position. So, like... Oh, I didn't even think about that. I had, like, no idea what to think about, like, this last page of All for One where he's got the eye and ear sprouting and is, like, reading yeah. or whatever. I, he, I, had, I, I didn't thought... even think about that at all. Oh, my God! <laughs> think about how many years it's been since yeah. uh, All for One and All Might fought... Like, was it five years ago at the beginning of the series? He, when they're like, he fought tex Toxic Chainsaw and got wounded, has that fickle scar. And it's like, it was all for one, man. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Well, he, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know that he necessarily just used all the bullets. I think. Yeah. And I don't, it's and definitely not confirmed, in, but yeah. Somebody yeah. brought this up in the Twitch chat when I was doing my reaction on Twitch for this week's um, issue. Mm -hmm. And. I think what happened is that the doctor, I can't remember his name, but obviously, Ichi, like you Uchiko, said, Shigaraki. Uchiko, right? Yeah. 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 Shigaraki obviously took the bullets from Overhaul, and, he, he, you know, the doctor very easily could have used those bullets to just reverse engineer Ares' quirk and give it to all for one. Oh. You know Maybe. what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, the bullets at the end of the day were just like, a scientific invention that was like Aries quirk engineered into a bullet that would hit you and fucking specifically target your like genetics to bring Reverse. them back in time to the point where you didn't, you don't have, have a quirk, quirk any right. longer. Right. And yeah. so he could have very easily just taken that, you know, bullet and just reverse engineered it. He knew so much about quirks and the science behind him. You know, he could have mm -hmm. taken that and just reverse engineered it back to a quirk that all for one takes. Yeah. Now he has that in his reservoir. So then I guess the question is, why wait until now to use it and not just like use it then and become the best version of yourself before this fight even started? I guess an answer to that question would be because it's volatile and you have to like train it maybe. And like you, he doesn't know, like he could, he could blow it and like reverse too much time inside of himself or something like that. But I mean, at the, at the end of the day, you're like over a hundred years old or some shit. So it's like. Are you really that worried? Like, are you really that worried in the practicing process that you're going to rewind too far? I don't know. I feel like you got like way more, maybe even more than a hundred years on on the well, on the planet or whatever. Yeah, he already has like kind of the Shigaraki plan in the bag. Like, he's already transferred most of his consciousness oh, and yeah, powers yeah, yeah. over to Shigaraki. He says it himself on page thirteen here. He's like, he's like, do you think I'd casually saunter up to the big finale empty-handed? This body has already served its purpose, and it was destined for the scrap heap anyway. So why not so why try, not this, try out? this out? Yeah, yeah, Now that I'm like, you know, we're in this big battle, like, if I can take out Endeavor and Hawks and everybody here, yeah. you know, and I still got Shigaraki in the bag, then I just transfer my consciousness fully. Yeah. I'm here, bitch. What's yeah, up? so I think that does answer that question of why he didn't use it until this point, is because it was something that had to be trained, and he, like, didn't have the time or or, or whatever to, to, like, actually, like, figure, you know, the quirk out, you know, inside of himself, and was just like, hey, if, if, when the chips are down, if I really need this, I can literally just put all of my eggs into this basket and see what happens, and you know, at the end of the day, heroes don't have a monopoly on big sacrificial moments, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he's just like, fuck it, let's try it. You know what I mean? So I, can, I definitely I definitely think that it's exactly what you're saying, Eagle. And it probably has, you know, like like you said, he's been, a long, he's been alive a long, long time. You yeah. know, it's probably going to reverse his quirk repertoire, you know, to wh whatever point it brings him back to. But if he's Six been alive 500 years... Yeah. And the injuries that he that he has in terms of his 
what we know now have only been existing for five, six years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he lands at any point in, you know, the previous five, 495 years before that, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't really matter. You know? Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. So we might see like a prime fucking all for one. Oh my chapter. God, dude, I'd be so insane. It just gets worse and worse. And yeah, I love it really that. does. Yeah. But like, this was a great reveal to me. I loved yeah, this. That's like, so tight. It, it had a lot of payoff for me, and I appreciate that. It yeah. wasn't like I'm um, getting the reveal right now. I didn't think about this shit at all. I had no like I hey. this shit completely like went over my head. I feel like kind of like dumb right now. Honestly, I was like, wait, what is he talking about? What do you mean? Try this out, and it's like shows Airy right there with the bullets, and mm, it's, yeah. I still couldn't put it together. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> can't win them all <laughs> it definitely sprung on me in the reaction i was like hold on why is he why is airy showing up here like is he is airy about to come into play is he gonna fuck with airy or yeah and then somebody kind of clarified it for me like nah they had the bullets the doctor probably reverse engineered it i'm like oh yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well i like that they had it you know like yeah. that was such a cool thing in the series and it shook up a lot of stuff but then they never really touched on it again and i think it's specifically so that this reveal would have more impact, right? It wasn't really like, Horikoshi forgot about this. No, he's has a lot of stuff, but you know this guy is fairly meticulous about a lot of things. He's a professional well, now, don't Yeah, right? <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, wait. What, what, I'm sorry, I kind of like zoned out for a second. What did Mello say that made you say that, Eagle? He was talking about how people are like, you know, claiming the Horikoshi forgot about plot lines. Oh, he forgot oh. about the bullets, this, that, and the third. Like, this man is a professional. Like, yeah. he's fucking cooking. He's serialized by the, literally the, the most prominent manga fucking publicizer. Yeah, yeah. and he survived world. the axe, and it's like, we're on almost 400 chapters. It's like, dude knows what he's doing, for sure. Absolutely. And I remember... Let these manga the... took. Yeah, man. exactly. Yeah, Someone just said it, like, the other day on Twitter, too. It's like, these mangaka are not on our timetable. You know what I'm saying? Just because you think it's been too long since they've, you know, revisited a plot point doesn't mm-hmm. mean that the mangaka must have just forgotten about it. You don't know when they're planning to to deliver that back to us. They you got know more I mean? in their bag. We've only seen it. what they have in store, yeah, you know? Like, yeah. you gotta have some respect for the people that are putting out the content that you consume. Right, exactly. Like, it, it's, I... it's just the weekly, you know, on the pulse, like, mm-hmm. you know, con- like you're constantly talking about it, you're constantly arguing about it, and then, you know, someone yeah. brings up, like, when was the last time we saw this? And it's like, oh, man, yeah, I guess it has been a while. And it's like, did yeah, you forget about that? Horikoshi yeah, was a Horikoshi sucks. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wait people a who, yeah. You got people who have hated on the series from the beginning for whatever fucking reason. I don't see any point in that. Like, if you don't yeah. like something, leave it at that. You know, there's no need to sit mm-hmm. here and Yeah, you're following it media. for 400 chapters. It's yeah. nothing compared to this. Like, yo, stay in your lane. Let yeah. people vibe, do their thing. Who cares? Like, who mm-hmm. gives a shit? Yeah. But you got those people sitting here ragging on it, like, yeah, this dude sucks. Like, he, he forgot about this. This is the plot hole. They thought they they thought he forgot about uh the traitor. The traitor. <laughs> the traitor. Yeah. Uh, and he did even, even mm-hmm. when he didn't, because it wasn't what they had in mind. They're like, hey, this fucking sex. Yeah. He's, he's, Wow, so yeah. garbage. It's like, I, oh, okay, so your first complaint about him forgetting about it didn't work, so now you have to, mm-hmm. you know, flame the actual execution of it since you feel Always you feel silly now. Course. So like you gotta you gotta you gotta stick to your you know, you gotta find something else, you know, to justify this is the hill you chose to die on, apparently. Right. Then die. Like on some like <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think I'm gonna argue with you? <laughs> uh, no, like, no. I'm just gonna like like something else and keep scrolling, bud. Like <laughs> 
Oh, man. Because, like, I remember when Twitter had their ankles fucking broken. When he's like, <laughs> yeah. Invisible Girl. Oh, we called it. Everyone, of course, use the character that no one gives a shit about. And then it was Aoyama. And they're like, God damn it, we all look like idiots. And I'm like, yes, yes, be idiots. And then they find another reason to complain. Oh, wow. So it's Aoyama. Dead, dead, dead. Like, wow. <laughs> so you weren't going to like nobody... it no matter what. Like, just admit can that. Aoyama was amazing. Yeah. Right. Aoyama was amazing. They turned a joke character, sat on the tragedy of that character's existence the entire series for 300 plus chapters, and then were like, yeah, here we go. And I'm like, ah, oh, I feel for this kid. You turned this joke relief character. It was like, it'd be like me crying over Mineta. I never would have seen it coming, right? Like, right type <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like, I was just like, yeah, yeah no, this is. This is the guy. Like, yeah. I think that reveal twist, um, zigzag back and forth reveal shit was like beautiful, and I'll always like laugh at the <laughs> at the community for that because that was just like so funny to watch happen in real time. I was like, he really crossed y'all's ankles crazy. Uh, I watched people collapse. <laughs> yeah, I remember so many hilarious. deleted tweets. It was hilarious. Oh yeah, people were in our comments section because we were flaming the people that like you know complained about it, and that someone hit like some like really like aggressive like even like i don't even remember what it was but i remember being like damn so you were one of them huh <laughs> and then they deleted the shit home, huh? yeah they deleted the <laughs> comment or whatever and i was just like damn bro dude everyone's a thug until tweets aren't loading at the <laughs> you know what i'm saying or yep, yeah yep, whatever exactly. that meme is yeah God. exactly and it's, it's like um shoot people talk so much crap it's it's amazing because like it's like when people were um, saying, like, oh, Mello, do you purposely mispronounce these things? And I'm like, I'm not Japanese. I don't oh, know how to pronounce man. shit, dude. I remember that, too. I remember just being, like, dude, I immediately really? deleted. I was kind to them, too. I what? was just like, oh, yeah, no, hey, man, I, no, I don't have time for that. Yeah. I'm just saying things, sounding it out, bro. Like, Why would we purposely mispronounce anything? <laughs> yeah, that's me. I, that's, I got you. I made you idiots. Think that that was pronunciation. Yeah, like that's Dirt. just weird. Like, why would someone do it's that on purpose? Though. Like, what point does that? Anyway, back to the chapter. <laughs> um, yeah, and then okay, so he does that, and then the first is like, "Hey, yo, I got a bad feeling about this." Oh my god! Like, how close is Deku to this right now? I feel like he's been fucking flying for like three fights towards this mm -hmm. whatever location yeah. he's going to, and it's like, oh man, like what is he about to pull up on? Well, what I mean, if he's reverted himself back to the point where, like, they, him and the first were still alive? No, so don't that's know. I like, want to oh, see shit. where he hits my the brother's... sliding. Yeah. yeah, he's like, wait a minute, this is the version of my brother that was, like, you know, the most wild yeah, the most crazy. This is, like, not, not good, man. <laughs> like, this yeah. is, this is the worst version of all for one possible that just woke up right now. Yeah. So that would be really interesting because then like what if they defeat Shigar like Shigaraki becomes defeated eventually and then they're like people are like oh AFO wasn't the real big bad he was always propping up Shigaraki and then after this like time reversal it really is just AFO big bad at the end oh, <laughs> you thought you know? I definitely want Shigaraki to. Oh, man, I don't know the story. The story I don't know what I want. So many ways. I'm I, just excited to find out. I just like. I just feel like I like. I don't know. I want Shigaraki to be more 
you know, um, relevant as a final boss than he kind of like has been since all for one kind of like reintroduced himself as, Mm -hmm. you know, the puppet, the puppet, you know, master spring puller, you know, kind of situation, like coming out of the paranormal liberation front war. And it's like, oh man, like, nah, like let, like Shigaraki was so good as like the main bad guy in paranormal liberation front war. And it's like, I don't want him to be Mm -hmm. like shelved for the sake of like all for one after so much fucking like character work and build up and, and yada yada but like it, it could work either way you know what i mean i don't know like which one i prefer obviously horikoshi's gonna write the shit out of it no matter what but just based mm-hmm. on like expectations it's like i thought shigaraki would be you know a little bit more, more prominent more involved yeah. more prominent yeah but i mean like all for one's been great for me <laughs> since he's been you know the focus so can't really yeah. complain too much anyway so i just think it's interesting when people like seem to hate on specific types of villains and i'm just like but like afo seems like intertwined with so many characters that having him play the spider feels to me very satisfying as opposed to like like um some of the reveals that i get in other series i'm not yeah you know i'm not gonna say i'm yeah 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 I'm talking about shit today, you know. I'm, yeah. I, I've, I've hit my quota. I don't yeah. need to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, um, what about the the dots here? Do we think what what do we think the dots are? Maybe. Oh no, um, I didn't even think about flyers. that. I didn't even think about Star that, and Stripes jets, the squad, more American heroes pulling up. Maybe now after oh. uh, Star and Stripe died, they get they now we're on some American ship. Oh, we got to avenge our fucking number one hero. Could be something okay. like that. That'd be tight. It could be the United Nations pulling up. It could be a fucking like Ooh, you know American NATO, hero. Yeah, American hero, Indian hero, Chinese hero. Yeah. Hey uh, kid, you need a lift. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. Could be um, some shit like that. I think that'd be pretty fucking cool. I mean, this one was the Danger Sense one, right? No, it's the first. Yeah, it's the very first it's one. Not... So he's reacting to AFO kind of returning to like a prime form. Yeah. So um, so so he's yeah at the top right of the page, it's him reacting to what All for One is doing, and then the next panel is him talking to Midoriya about that, and then the panel not, in the middle underneath that is a new situation that Deku is noticing in the last mm-hmm. panel that I don't think has anything to do with, um, you know what they're I talking one about. Of the previous yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Hopefully, it's reinforcements because if there's a time to get it, it's now. United um, Nations would be drastic as fuck, bro. If we, like, start the next chapter and it's just, like, huge splash page or, like, double page spread of, like, just a bunch of different countries' heroes, I'll oh, probably shit my pants. What <laughs> so if it's... it's that'd be so what sick! If, yeah. I think it would be Stars and Stripes squad and then maybe that one Egyptian hero that's, like... Yeah. A hieroglyphic. A yeah. hieroglyphic dude. He's just, like, yeah. who gives a shit about the red tape? We gotta do this. <laughs> you know? Didn't he have paper up for a quirk or something like Papyri- that? Quirk, papyrus. Papyrus or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Papyrus. Oh, I don't even remember like if that's what it was. Just a woof. Yeah. Oh like my a Da Vinci God. flyer. That just reminded me of the Ryan Jostling uh, SNL skit about Avatar's use of papyrus in the logo. The papyrus font. Oh my God, that shit is so funny. Anyway, if you've seen that, Hit me in the comments and be like, I'm with you on that. <laughs> That's a funny-ass skit, man. But, yeah. uh, yeah. Papyrus. Is that, the, is, that, is, that, is that their name, or is that the name of their quirk? Like, I remember that I word, thought I thought. No, they had, like, a paper it's, quirk, I think, if I remember. Yeah, it's, it's their quirk. 
I don't remember their name, to be honest. I'm but just typing like, in. So-and-so, Quirk Papyrus. Oh, Papyrus is the Quirk used by Salam. Okay, yeah, so Quirk yeah. is Papyrus. Yo, wait a minute. What is this? Wait, Papyrus has been animated? If I, I Google search Papyrus MHA, and then I went to the wiki, and there's like a gif of, of this motherfucker running through the city with some heroes next to a Minetta and Gunhead or some shit. Oh my god, that movement is fucking sending me. <laughs> Do you guys see that on the fucking wiki? No. Oh god, I'll uh, hold on. I gotta, I gotta put it in somewhere. I can't put it into the Discord call from my computer. Otherwise. He was in a movie. Oh, he was <laughs> in a movie. Oh, that's oh, oh cool. it says it right there. Anime debut, World Heroes Mission. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see it. Oh my god. Yo, that's so funny. <laughs> oh Dude, my god. he's... He reminds me of Elastic Man, like. Oh, uh, you know? pl Plastic Man, yeah, Plastic or, man, or Elongated Man. Of... I don't know. DC has a couple of yeah, them. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it made me think of like like a two D version of um, like Rubber Band Man kind of thing, where it's just like do 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 do. Man, that's great. I'm glad that they like reference characters from the movies i've personally never watched any of them i was thinking about doing it after the series completed and then mm -hmm. kind of like watching the side stuff yeah to see what that's all about but that's just me reading rainbow yeah for um, sure I, I remember watching like one of these movies one time like in a discord server or something like that i wasn't really paying attention but like i mm -hmm. i looked up like you know at the end with the big sakuga happening and i was like wow and then just like went yeah, back to like texting yeah. or whatever. I don't really care for the My Hero movies personally. <laughs> but Bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. I found his like gift. I'm fucking dead. Yeah, you see it now? <laughs> yeah. Funny as hell. I I mean, yeah. I love Kamui Woods though. They're like, hey, here's our chance yeah. to do the thing. And he's like, no, we need to get out of here. Endeavor's coming. Yes. Come out yeah, of just like, Everybody they're out. just they're just kind of picking up the little scraps of the little fucko villains, and all of a sudden, all those four, are like, out. They're like, "Oh shit, there's that buddy." He's like, "Nah, bro." Yeah. <laughs> yo, and Kamui Woods gets out of there and pulls one dude with him, but like, yo, there's like two, three of these motherfuckers that are getting fried, bro. Like yeah. back here under Kamui Woods, you see these two motherfuckers that are just getting evaporated. Yeah. And then there's, there's a this third dude this. off to the right that he's just, bro, he's got third degree burns all up his fucking back and yeah, shit, no, yeah, skin he's, grafts. He's definitely going to need, I was just about to say, he's definitely going to need a skin graft or two. Mm, bro, that dude has an aloe work. Bro, it, <laughs> bro, that's funny as shit. But imagine, like, the heat, man. Like, I'm looking at this page seven, top right panel on page seven, where coming out of, like, the dunk at the bottom of page six... And like just like heat, heat, explosive heat drawings like stacked on top of each other at the bottom of six, and then you go to seven, and it's just like underneath it all, like ah, it's just like yo, dude, how hot is it right there? <laughs> oh, I feel like if I was too close to that, my eyebrows would just ignite. Yeah, like dude, like holy shit, like this is way too close to other people. Like this has got to be like some of the most intense heat that like has ever been. Created, output. yeah, like out. Are you talking about the like layers? I think that's the shields that All for One puts out. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Ooh, yeah, because he definitely does that thing. And I remember yeah, him having right, the ability right. that he could like warp air 
because he could do like pressurized air blasts. Yeah, like air so cannon like, from the palm or whatever. Yeah, so I him think... like creating bubbles or something like that. I, I mean, that. I feel like if you well, no, if, 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 if you're putting like air cannon up against like this big of like heat discharges or fire discharges, I feel like that's just gonna make the flames worse, my G. Like I feel I think, like that. Oh yeah, like igniting pockets of oxygen, that yeah, kind of thing. Type shit. Yeah. Anyway, what were you saying, Eagle? Well, we see this barrier quirk he was using on just page one to block the uh, attack from last chapter. So I think yep. it's probably just some more of that, like stacked stacked on top. It, it definitely like, is too, because if you go back to page seven, you know, Endeavor's on top of him and he's like, ah, and then, and then a Kamui Wood says above all else. And then the panel underneath that, that fucking like barriers literally like breaking like glass shattered. as fucking yeah, Endeavor yeah. grabs him by the fucking like collar and shit. Yeah, you're totally Drags right. his ass. Yeah, you are absolutely correct, sir. Amazing. Yeah, I don't think yeah, I had anything think... else for my hero this week. Yeah, I think that's about it for me too. Hell yeah. Shout out to I Beams. Yeah, those I Beams were dope. God. Fuck yeah. Well, I think that'll do it for my hero tonight, and I think that will do it for this episode of the Project Manga Podcast. Thank you all so much for watching if you did. Be sure to slap a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you enjoyed it. You know, more fire weekly content coming out every week. Leave a comment down below. Let us know what you thought of this week in Weekly Shonen Jump. You know, any points you thought we might have missed, just chop us up with uh, with us down there in general. Also, let us know what series you want added to the roster for coverage. Um, we need a sixth one. So, yeah, be yes. sure to do that again and again. Um, and also, while you're down there, take a look at the description box. Uh, find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts like Twitter online communities like discord and uh, audio listening platforms to consume the podcast on and if you want to support the show even more than you do by just watching our podcast then you can find the link to our patreon down there as well so check that out and with all that said this will be another stupendous episode of the project manga podcast wrapping up i'm your host ego knox and i'm mellow yenis Peace.